This is Robert Stack, host of Unsolved Mysteries, and today we are following the case of the balding fat man who's been terrorizing a New England suburb for years now. This ginger with a dangerously curved widow's peak has gone by many names in this tiny suburb of Boston, but he is known by the children as the Craigers the Bad Man, of Craigers the Devil, or Craigers the Stealer of Innocence. One thing is for sure, his first name is Craigers. Many lives have been destroyed by this Craigers. Many families just absolutely devastated that their little boys got taken to a very dark place, a dark place in Craigers' mind. And in his garage, something has been taken from them that no form of street justice, no matter how violent, no matter how brutal, can ever replace the peace and tranquility that this child-molesting monster shattered into a million pieces. We don't know a lot about this Craigers yet, but we do know he went by some strange aliases. And we did manage to find all of his various mugshots from the six different counties he managed to touch the boys in. So we ask your help tonight, audiences, locating this man. He may be armed and sure the hell is dangerous. Especially if you haven't hit manhood yet. Watch out. This man can smell that underdeveloped scrotum in the air, like a large cat smelling its prey. And if you get near him with that smell of pure innocence, he will pounce and take that from you. And now a man who would never hire such a vile and putrid pedophile. Unless, of course, he was blind and couldn't see the mugshots plastered all over New England. Then it would just be real bad luck for everyone involved. Anyway, here's your host. A man who knows justice is blind. Blind. Mike. Mike. Period. Period. Let's keep that one in the rotation. That was, uh... That was uncalled for. My only complaint, if I had one complaint, I would say a little heavy on the blind jokes. We get it. That's my name, you know? We, we understand. Yeah, that's the that's definitely what Other was... Other than that... <laughs> that was the heavy, over overdone joke in there, for sure. I admit, I always feel guilty, because obviously, you know, in the, the KMS world, Justin is the pedophile that reigns supreme. But in his heart, he's Justin's actually a good man. And what I think people forget is that there have been legitimate allegations against Craig. That's what I always seem to forget. Like, it's gone over my head that Craig is... People in Craig's community have literally stepped forward and said, this man is dangerous. Police talked to him. No, that's that's not exactly what happened, but... The the police came to you and said, someone in your neighborhood thinks you're a a child molester. (laughs) No, 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 no. No. I'm pretty close. No, they said there was a guy (laughs) walking by a school bus. Yeah, yeah, creepily. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I've walked by a lot of school buses. The cops have never been called. That's all I'm saying. You're a blind guy. They like, so I'm just saying, lost. folks, when you're out there and you look at Justin Trudell versus Craig Oconee, one man has criminal charges against him. That's just, that's just not true. Just keep that in mind, folks, <laughs> because uh, we're definitely demonetized on YouTube already, right? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, Hackride did his best to make sure we support Barstool. <laughs> so uh, we'll get into that today. A lot, actually, a lot that I'm excited to get to today because we've got some great, uh, great Brendan Schaub interview, I think. Definitely. And it's maybe the worst produced sounding thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh. I hope I sent you the right one. What do you mean? Is you it? Did, no, you did. I, I double, triple, okay. quadruple checked. So if you're looking, if okay. you're watching it, Shab is on the yeah. left side, but is. Oh, oh, visually. 
Yeah, but his voice comes out of the right speaker okay. only. All right. Well, this is all technical. This is Craig really flexing on Coach HP, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, you got some good uh, some good Dalia. By the way, the Dalias are together. That's so exciting. This is Dalias on today's episode. I think I spoke this into existence last week. I said there's yeah, always... It was th- weird that you just happened to mention it, and sure <laughs> enough, we get our holiday. Christmas came early, folks. <laughs> it just comes out the next day, I think. <laughs> um... Yeah, we got a little matter. Joe Matarese has completely abandoned his podcast format. Yep, yep. episode five. Uh, it's all changed, and uh, a little Matt right. But we'll get it. We'll get to all that now uh, in a second. But first, I want to tell you about BlindMike.net. Have you visited BlindMike.net? For goodness' sake, yet, folks, censorship is coming for broadcasters. They're trying to take us down. Yeah. So I guess subscribe on YouTube for now, but make sure you have us on all platforms, baby, um, because we'll need you. You know. Throw us, throw us a line so we always know how to contact you. Go to blindmike.net. You can become a YouTube member. This is probably not the day to support them. I say go to Patreon. People bitched about Patreon early on. In fact, the guy, the guy that sent me money to uh to the KMS studio, he messaged me and was like, "Hey, like I just don't want to support Patreon." And uh, I said, "Become a YouTube member." Oddly, I'm glad he didn't. But um, a lot of people said, like, oh, Patreon is for censorship and all this stuff. So people didn't want to support Patreon. We haven't had one issue with them, have we? Not a single one. Every week we steal a television show and just fucking broadcast it. And they don't care. Yeah, and we can say that because we're on YouTube right now. Yeah. What are you going to do, Google? I dare you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, go ahead and become a Patreon supporter. You get bonus while you laughings. You get these episodes a week early. I was actually thinking about, well, uh, we, we just have to record. I just listened to a uh, Portnoy and KMS and we had to record right after. So I just didn't go live this week, but we may start going live on Patreon from time to time. Um, so subscribe there. We appreciate it. Blindmike.net is how you support the show. We got merch as well. We have some new merch, right? Clugmania shirts. They'll be out on Q's day. Oh, excellent. That's nice. That's Good right. branding. Yes, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so check all that out, blindmike.net. We appreciate you guys, um, you know, now more than ever because they're coming for us. This is an so the Portnoy thing is an interesting case. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pretend some of you guys don't know what I'm talking about to set it up. Uh, but, so guys, Surviving Barstool aired this week. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> and uh, there were three... I thought tremendous episodes. Like I, I think I said on KMS that I expected to just watch it and kind of comb through it for stuff we were going to talk about. Cause like it just reality shows in general are, I've never watched survivor. I don't really give a fuck. I was hooked. It's, like, it's so well done. It's unbelievably good. It's that, that could easily be just a reality show. You come across on Netflix. I mean, I guess some of it wouldn't make sense as a mainstream reality show. Yeah, that's not. I don't even know if that's true. I think it all holds up perfectly. If you don't know Barstool, I think Surviving Barstool holds up perfectly. It's, I don't think you need to know the context. It looks great. I, it's unbelievably produced. Yeah, it's it's very well done. They did a good job with it, and even the stuff they fucked up, like having game plans out, that turned out hilariously. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, so it kind it was, of it, led, a, it led to the reason, more or less, that this is all happening. It, it was a great show, and I wouldn't. I, I have no need. N- nothing's compelling me to say that. Like I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, and YouTube obviously has taken it down. 
so this is Dave Portnoy addressing exactly what happened with Surviving Barstool. Some details changed from this video that we're, uh, we'll talk about. We are recording this Friday, by the way, if you're watching live. Um, so I don't know what will change between now and Sunday when this airs. Um, but this is Portnoy's original press conference. All right, real quick Surviving Barstool update. Um, if you're looking for this on YouTube, we had to pull the episodes. I got a call like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes ago from Gaz with our YouTube liaison. And YouTube was basically like, you're getting strikes because, what, I don't know, Minahan's threatening to blow up Jeff D. Lowe's house and who knows. Hold on one second. So now in this context, <laughs> if you have no idea what's going on, <laughs> that almost sounds like a valid complaint. But like, it's just, cl- it, it was... It was what it was. You guys saw it. It was obviously just shit talk between guys that are friends that work together. Like, yeah, it's so crazy that that's what got them struck. And this has been frustrating for us. So everything we post on YouTube, and I assume this is the frustrating thing for a lot of smaller creators, Mm -hmm. because like, I don't make my living on YouTube. Thank you, Patreon. Um, But we have started to get to a point where it's like, it's not, for me anyways, it's not an insignificant amount of money. Like, we started doing, it's not an amount I would throw away. Put it right. That way. Um, so, like, we do okay. I imagine Barstool does very well. They have a lot of stuff on there that gets a ton of views. So, I imagine they make a significant chunk of change from YouTube. Um, the problem is that YouTube has a stranglehold on this because they are the best at it. Like, Here's the thing is I would love to in solidarity with my old pal, Dave Portnoy, be like, we're, we're rumble only now. The problem is like the app kind of sucks. It's not as easy to find new stuff. It's kind of an insulated audience because the people that are there for you are going there for you. You're not really finding new fans. Whereas like the way we've kind of, I've, I've sort of learned the algorithm over the last few months and Hack Ride has been a big help with like thumbnails and stuff like that. We've sort of learned how to get new people to watch our videos that don't know who we are. Now, usually that results in someone saying an insulting thing about my appearance and calling me a moron. <laughs> but every so often, I like to think they stick around. You know, that's the nice thing about YouTube is it is generally the genuinely the best setup for a show to grow. And they obviously know that. Now, uh, sorry, let's play the video and I'll keep pontificating. Up Jeff D. Lowe's house and who knows? So they're like violence, blah, blah. Listen, I'm not changing the fucking episodes. I know what's coming. If they need us to edit that, you got to edit a bunch of shit. No, no, no. This is Barstool. We're doing our fucking way. Fuck you too. If they're not smart enough to actually watch a reality show and realize what's going on, fine, whatever. So we're not putting it on YouTube anymore. Does it hurt us distribution? Yeah, obviously. Um, the past three episodes are going to go live on Barstool TV. I know a lot of people may whine. The future episodes are going to go pay-per-view, $9.99. We're setting it up now. You get the whole season. I think there's six more episodes, live finale, 10 bucks. I think if you've watched it, you'll admit it's worth the price. We're going to make up the money that we're going to lose with all that shit. Shout out Factor, by the way, for letting us do it, because they obviously thought it would be on YouTube as well. But listen... The show is the fucking show, and I would rather eat my fucking insides and smash my dick with a hammer than have to change. Uh, If I may, 
Or accept $250 million from Penn National. Continue, David. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that in there before you say you'd rather eat your own dick. Or make a very lucrative deal. That might get you to do all this stuff, too. But continue, sorry. I think, I think it was actually more than that. <laughs> <laughs> However much it was. Then have to change the fucking show to make YouTube happy about something. Like, some of the brain is watching me like it's a reality show, okay? It's fucking not real. Whatever it is what it is. Um, so that's the update. I'm not sure when the first three episodes will end up on Barstool TV. I think they're on Twitter at some point. Also, if Elon, Elon wants to cut me a check, I'll do that too. Uh, but yeah, so that's the situation. As of now, the next episode, which airs Monday, will be pay-per-view for the season. Ten bucks. Not that much money. Win-win. Fuck you, YouTube. I'm really surprised that Elon didn't jump on this. I know, and I'm surprised they don't put them... On you on Twitter, anyways. I feel like they they would get way more views there. Yeah. So here, you know what? This will be definitive by the time this airs, probably. Because uh, I just listened to Dave with Kirk, basically say sixty forty as of right now um, that it's going to be free. They're kind of backtracking from uh, the idea of charging nine ninety nine for it. Which, if I can just say. Shame on the people that are bitching about nine ninety nine. Like for real, right. shame on you. That is disgusting. Yeah, definitely. That you bitched about this. It was my first thought though when they said that. I went, oh, they're gonna get so much shit for putting out three. But why? Well, because they put out because people complain about everything and they put out three yeah. three free ones and then they. I'm gonna say like the people were like conveniently were like oh I guess we'll make them pay for the rest of it because it's popular. You know but what I mean? Why would they do that? No, I'm I'm not saying I'm playing devil's want, advocate. So many less people will see it. Like they were mad that they right. had to charge for it. Right. So many less people will see it now if you're charging for it, or even just on Barstool TV. Like the right. you know, the hardcores will find it. People that were really hooked will find it. But the people that kind of just nonchalantly found it on YouTube probably aren't gonna follow it to Barstool TV. Then by Monday, they if they don't know this story, they might just be like, Oh, I wonder where that show went. Right. Not even think about it. Because Kirk know? was even saying like sixty thousand people were watching live. That's insane. Right. That's insane. Yeah, so I, I by the way, I can tell you that uh it was none of the gearheads. That I can guarantee. None of the gearheads were bitching about this price because they pay five to twenty dollars a month for this horse shit. And that was that was actually a good program. So I know they wouldn't be bitching about and it. I'm involved but in this one. It's it's disgusting. <laughs> the idea that people were bitching about nine dollars. Like I've, I don't make a lot of money now. I've been very broke in my life. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a time where I would say like ten dollars will cripple me financially. Especially if it's something you're enjoying, right? Because I hey, here here's what it is. There have been times in my life where I haven't had ten dollars in my bank account for a few days. My checking account probably. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I would say, Ah, shit! I guess I can't watch them right now. I have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> I wouldn't go at stool presidente. No, no, <laughs> no. Like what psychopaths are bitching about? It's so, that's so crazy. And I guarantee you, the people that are bitching about it, do a uh, do a search on this. Do a forensic search here. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed, I'll, I'll I'll beat my dick with a hammer or whatever Portnoy said. If I'm wrong. The same people that are bitching about 99 bitched for two years that Dave wasn't the same guy he used to be and that Penn National has changed Barstool and that they've lost their edge and all that shit. 
Did you tweet out that you were pissed about the night? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not not all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but am I am I wrong? Like there are just people that like to bitch. So for a few years they bitched that Dave lost his edge. Now they bitch that he's, you know, cheating them out of money in some way. Which that's something I never understood. Uh where like even Kirk, I've heard say like he doesn't want to overcharge people for like shirts and stuff because he doesn't want to feel like they're cheating them. I've never understood that only because they're willingly paying for it. Right. I've never gotten the idea of putting a price tag on a website and someone being like, you're cheating me out of my money. No, you're an adult. Don't pay the nine 99 if you can't afford it or you don't want to, but support the company if you want to, because they're getting fucked here. YouTube is fucking creators. Like this video will probably uh, get fucked in the algorithm. And I think that today's going to be a fun episode. We have a lot of fun shit that won't find the same people it would have mm -hmm. because of the way YouTube works, because they can dangle their nuts in our face and said, well, you made a pedophile joke in the first three minutes. So no one gets to see the episode today. And if you're a YouTube member right now, you, you do not know what, why you laughing is out right now because YouTube, remember I said they, they were going to, Oh, you were right. They blocked. We did. Uh, Nathan Fielder, I'm sorry, yeah, Nathan, for you, why are you laughing? And they blocked it because we had one 59-second clip from the actual show, Nathan, for you. Which we did we commentary the show, on. Nathan, for you, and played one clip from the show and got taken down. For, and we made, con that was my, I had to, f like, type out a full complaint on this one. This wasn't a normal, hey, we're demonetized. They fully blocked it right out the yep. gate. Uh, so one thing I was a not 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 surprised to hear, but like disappointed, I guess, was uh, Kirk asked Dave if um, there's an individual that they talk to. And Barstool is obviously big enough that they, they do have like a, a liaison right. to YouTube or whatever right. that manually goes through. And I guess the problem is like they don't give a fuck about Barstool. They're like, hey, if Barstool goes to Rumble or Twitter or whatever, then there's, uh, you know, we still have Mr. Beast and Theo Vaughn and right. 10 million other shows on here that'll get plenty of views. Here's where they're wrong, I think, is if you keep saying that, then eventually Mr. Beast will fuck up. Mm -hmm. You know, a annoying orange will do something that the algorithm picks up. What yeah. all all these sh I get kids shows are probably exempt from this, so maybe I'm wrong about those two. But you know what I'm saying, where all these massive shows eventually will do something that the algorithm blows up, and then that person has to go to Twitter or Rumble or start their own website or whatever they have to do. So eventually, and it might not be for forty years. But eventually, YouTube is going to make the same mistakes that network TV and radio did by trying to silence people. And I tweeted that out yesterday, and someone had a really good reply where I genuinely can't come up with a reason that this isn't the answer. They said, why isn't this as simple as movie ratings, where you just give Surviving Barstool an R rating? I don't... Just as like a, like, a, like, a, like a TV 14 pops up at the beginning. Yeah. So, and here's, here's where YouTube will say they do this. Cause this was the other part of the conversation where they age restricted, um, the, the first episode. Yep. And you might say like, Oh, well that's actually good in a way because it's only getting out to eight, you know, people above 18. But what the way YouTube works is it now still limits even the people that are over 18. Um, it limits the people that actually see it. So you have to seek out and, surviving Barstool now yeah. to find it. And when that happens, when it, when you get, um, 
the when you're forced to make it 18 plus, you get extra eyeballs from YouTube on you. Yeah. For like anything. Yeah, so, I, so I'm I, I'm genuinely annoyed because um like as a much smaller creator, we've started to find our groove here and I've kind of figured out how to reach new people that might be interested in this show and it's started to work a little bit. And now I just know like, why am I even doing that? Because at some point this show will get taken down. Yeah. Or something. If you, if you just like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like we were so, so edgy that we've got a target on our back. I'm saying there'll be something I don't even know. Like Joe, we talked about Joe list mm-hmm. where Joe lists comedy special has less views significantly than his prior two because he says the C word in the first 10 minutes. A yeah. comedian said the word cunt. So his uh, special got demonetized and limited. Right. Like it's like, it'd be like if we focus on pedophilia jokes that have no truth behind them. And, and, that, and that's the thing is we can't, we have a man that needs to be exposed on the program. <laughs> so you're literally saying, here's what YouTube is saying. Is they're saying, I'm talking to a guy who is a vicious, vicious child predator. Please don't make me side with I YouTube. I have him every week on the show. And YouTube is saying, we want this man to walk free. We don't want people to hear about his erroneous, uh, ridiculous behavior. <laughs> we don't want people to hear about the horrors of his terrible crimes. I, I don't, that's I don't, what YouTube is saying. I don't think that's what they're saying at all. I think they, they looked into it and they were like, this is just a joke. Craig, yeah. Craig, pro-pedophilia, pro-YouTube. <laughs> Please don't that's make what me, he's all about. Don't make me pro-YouTube. Not right. Not today. So, so I, I'm surprised this guy didn't reach out to Dave Portnoy because there are two things right now. He loves trolling people and he loves being one of the cool guys. <laughs> so I can't believe Elon Musk didn't uh, reach out to Dave Portnoy, especially after this rant. So Craig, can you explain this is uh, as Elon said some things about Israel and Palestine. That'll be good for the algorithm. No, uh, YouTube it, definitely won't flag this now. This was after the Pizzagate thing he brought back up. Oh, so like Disney and shit started playing advertising after the Pizzagate thing. Yeah, this was um like uh, Keith Olbermann flipped out about it. He left. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. left Twitter up allegedly. Well, sure. I'm sure. And that, what a great loss that is. I know. But I didn't realize that was the same timing. I assumed it was uh, some of his Israel tweets or something. It could have been a, uh, like all of it, but I'm pretty sure this was directly after the Pizzagate stuff and everyone flipped okay, out yeah. about that, which is so a Elon weird thing to flip about. out about. <laughs> so, so Elon was asked about this the other day. Leaving, we talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? This guy's shocked. Huh? The guy's shocked. What do you mean? The guy just needs to look up from his paper, look to his left, and that is the most money he'll ever see in his goddamn life. You don't don't want their advertising? (laughs) This man's in fear. This feels like a bad script. Right. Where he's like, what? Elon, are you saying no? Isn't the almighty dollar? Isn't he worth like two hundred and fifty billion dollars? <laughs> Let's see what is that right now. Yeah, what's Elon worth? <laughs> Holy shit! Two hundred far off. <laughs> two hundred forty-eight point two billion dollars. Oh, he's okay. worth. I was a little far off, but <laughs> fucking nuts. And this guy's like, you don't want more money? Yeah. <laughs> uh. Blackmail me with advertising? Blackmail me with money? Go fuck yourself. But 
Go fuck yourself. Hold on, go back. Was that him that said butt? No. That interviewer? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, but Elon, what do you mean? What, a, what about the bottom line? <laughs> Disney's for the children. I don't understand this guy's reaction. Why is he? Elon's the only billionaire that's ever said fuck money. And people are like, what? What is he nuts? <laughs> Blackmail me with advertising? Blackmail me with money? Go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. But, but Elon, how are you going to pay your bills? But but but. <laughs> but but Elon, that's this is capitalism. We're we're for, they're they're arguing that Elon should be a more evil billionaire in a weird way. Right. They're like, "Can you just be the guy we hate on Twitter?" We want you to be like this. Why aren't you? <laughs> we want you to. <laughs> we want you to fight the good guys. I want to hear that butt again. That was that was a good one. Advertising, blackmailing with money. Go fuck yourself. But <laughs> go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Oh, okay, hey, Elon. I guess it's clear. You don't want my money. <laughs> We want to pay you for advertising. <laughs> Please. Well, well, let me ask you then. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift. Maybe Elon, the, the company needs to might go under. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, nuts? He's like, do you understand? I could buy this company 5,000 times over. <laughs> How much did he sell it for or buy it for? It was like 40. I think it was like 44 billion. So not quite, not quite 5,000, but 44 billion. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, that's right. It was that high. Yeah. But, okay. Five times over, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So hold on. Is there any more? Cause this interviewer is great. He's like, Elon, what about the big guy? <laughs> There's still 50 <laughs> seconds left. I think. <laughs> If 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 Elon, what about what about fellas like Bill Gates <laughs> and Jeff Bezos, the billionaires we like? <laughs> this is so weird. The ones that are always about the environment, but then have yachts the size of skyscrapers. Part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift. Maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who. Uh, have this view. What do you do? F Y. That was a little corny, but I'll give it to him. It's a good rant. <laughs> you don't see billionaires usually uh, act like this, so I'm all for it. Yeah, 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 I just don't like Elon using you know white girl lingo. <laughs> we'll give him a pass. Overall, it was good. About that? Yeah. No, I'm I'm asking you personally how you feel about that because this goes. We're talking about power and influence, and I'm and saying I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the. Don't you want it, to Elon? <laughs> You want power and influence? What's wrong with you? He's like, I have so much. I control I, I the electric car. I'm he's trying like, to get rid of some. He's like, I have Twitter and that's all everyone talks about, but I also basically control the market for electric vehicles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> by the way, he does. <laughs> by the way, I'm working on going to space. <laughs> yeah. Sure, the thing blows up every time I get close, but, but that's not I think they expect that. That's why everyone they're like, yeah, we're trying oh. yeah. 
they're they're trying to get like certain stages before it blows up and fix everything they have to, then try it again. There's no one on them, obviously. That's fun. <laughs> well, it's just like being a big, the, the biggest rich kid on the planet. <laughs> I'm gonna make another rocket and see if it blows up. I'm gonna go put a rocket in space. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm actually surprised, given the the week that Elon has had, that he didn't directly reach out to Portnoy, because that seems like something Elon would do. Now he loves. Yeah, eating pizza with Joe Rogan and smoking blunts and right. <laughs> being one of the cool kids. So I'm actually surprised he didn't get involved and like tweeted Dave and be like, put it on X. He's like, yeah, I was just at Joe Rogan's. I brought my truck and had him shoot it with a crossbow. It didn't do anything. <laughs> now, my only question would be why, if you're Dave and you're going to put it on Barstool TV, why not put it everywhere? I don't know why it's never been on, on Twitter. Yeah. Wh- and I know, cause I know he said, so for people that don't know or don't get it, like the reason you would want it on YouTube is a, the eyeballs of course, but they also have better monetization Yeah, than Twitter. But like, if you're going to put it out for free anyways, like if you put it, if you put it on barstool.tv, they're not making ad dollars off of that other than what they already got from the sponsors that are on it. Um, Twitter has been paying though for, for uh, engagement numbers. That's what I'm saying. I'm sure it's more than zero, right? For this show? On, why not put it on X and Rumble? Right. Put it everywhere. If it's going out free, put it everywhere. That That's my only thing. And maybe by Monday they'll do that. Maybe by the time this comes out, Dave's already announced that that's happening. But that's what I would think. If you're going to put it out for free. I also don't think there's a fucking problem charging $9.99 to these no, cheapskates. Definitely not. But uh, I, I shouldn't even say cheapskates because it's not like you have to pay for this stuff. But just don't pay for it if it's not worth it to you. That's what I always say. It's not, it's not like they're asking for $100. If they were asking for 99 cents, people would bitch about it, though. Oh, for sure. A thousand percent, for sure. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah, if you, I don't know. There's uh, 10 seconds left on this. I have no idea if you want to finish it off. Uh, no, I mean, we got the gist. You just keep saying, go fuck yourself, basically. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I really like the interviewer more. Oh, for sure. He's a star. But, but Elon... <laughs> Say it ain't so, Elon. He just—he's the guy that doesn't believe Elon's got all that money. He drove. He probably drove to this interview in a Tesla. Say it ain't so, Elon, and he rips up a dollar bill. <laughs> I believed in you. Or Musk. Musk just starts lighting a wad of hundreds on fire. <laughs> this doesn't affect me at all. It's like twenty grand. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with surviving barstool. But hey. That's the fire in Dave Portnoy that I was talking about. And he admitted on Kirk's show that uh, if Penn Nashville still owned it, he goes, I probably wouldn't have given a shit. It has no effect on me. I would have just said no. And I was kind of like, that. that's what I'm, I've been saying. I was going to say, like, how does it feel to have been right the whole time? That's what I was saying the whole time. <laughs> you got a lot of shit for that. I did. I almost got fired. <laughs> <sighs> So yeah, uh, we we stand with Barstool here, as we say from our YouTube video. <laughs> Not at the time of this recording. <laughs> no, that's true. It's on Patreon first. So suck it, YouTube. There goes eighty dollars you could have had. <laughs> could have been us. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, well, uh, not totally moving on from our censorship talk because another man who's been oppressed recently is our buddy, Matt Reif. 
Which is funny. There have to be, I mentioned people like that don't know the show clicking on a lot of our videos lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, a lot of that comes from Matt Reif. And I've noticed, I don't think people are watching the videos because they're all like, oh, of course, these guys are going to trash Matt Reif. I'm like, I don't, is that what we've been doing? Definitely not. <laughs> this has become a pro Matt Reif podcast. We're his biggest fans now. Couldn't be a bigger fan of this guy at the moment. And- so Matt Reif, uh, if you're wondering if this was all methodical and planned out, that would be a crazy theory because uh, he went on a podcast yesterday. <laughs> With a man that's not controversial at all, right? Let's see who it is, Craig. What do you say? On the screen now, Jordan, Jordan <laughs> Peterson. And we apologize in advance because YouTube, this video is copywritten. Which copyrighted, by the way. Don't Cop- be like stuttering John and make a fool out of me. Copywritten um, isn't copyrighted. Copyrighted. How it's spelled. Copyrighted. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. Um. So Jordan, Jordan Peterson. I guess copyrights his videos so that we can't use them. I couldn't download them to cut this properly. So is that, is that YouTube fucking with Jordan Peterson or is that Jordan Peterson doing that? I think we could even do that. I'd have to look into it cause it has to be in the back end somewhere. Huh? Yeah. I dare you, Carl make me cringe of the week. <laughs> I've already been that. <laughs> I've been there. Um, um which that, there's a whole nother censorship issue, by the way, it's, you're allowed to, uh, Carl, Carl pointed this out on WATS last night. Um, you can't make a joke about blowing up someone's house on YouTube, but apparently you can seriously uh, say that you're going to leak the nudes of someone's wife on YouTube. They have no problem with that. I saw that clip. I know we're, we're, we won't talk about who we're talking about, but you can no. put it together. I mean, we'll, we'll never yeah. speak of them again, but like that is insane that he thought that was okay. <laughs> it's crazy. But well, what I told Carl and I, Carl already knew this, I'm sure, but they're and he's antagonizing Carl to get him to talk about his kids. Well, he'll actually legitimately That's what he wants. He'll legitimately end up in jail if he keeps doing that. Well, good. <laughs> That's a scumbag. <laughs> Fuck him. But uh, so <laughs> yeah, so Matt Rive was on with uh, Jordan Peterson, and um, I I'm starting to think this was all very methodical by Matt Rife, or he's great at going with the flow. Because he has played this perfectly. Now, the problem is, I don't know. Like, if Matt Rife comes to Boston, I'm probably still not going to go see him. Well, we might have to go see him. <laughs> well, for the show, maybe. Yeah. And and maybe he's still selling out tickets. Maybe his hardcore fans are still with him. My only point is, if he's doing this for, like, diehard comedy fans, I don't know that it's working. Mm-hmm. But what it is doing is people who respect him a hell of a lot more, I think. For sure. You know, that at least he's kind of establishing himself as a comedian. And my take on it is Matt Reif is looking at this and saying, hey, it'll be great to be an arena act for four years and then fade away. I would rather be, you know, a theater act for the next 40 years. Right. I think if he's if he's smart, because this is what happened. Uh, Dane, and listen, I don't think Dane Cook is hurting for money at this point, no. uh, even though much of it was stolen from him. Yep. Like, I think he does okay, but like he, you know, shined bright and burned out quickly. I think Matt Reif might be saying like, "Hey, this is kind of my chance to build an audience here, so I'm going to do what I have to to sustain that." Twenty one year old girls are only going to be a fan of me for so long. So it could be a smart play, but uh, what's our first Jordan Peterson clip? I think this is 
Jordan trying to understand crowd work, right? That's correct. Yeah, so this is we only have a couple of uh, Matt Rife clips today, so don't worry. But um, I just wanted to play this where jo- <laughs> Professor Jordan Peterson is trying to grasp what it is exactly that Matt Rife does. Because you can tell, now here's the problem. With, here's the problem with right-wingers now. We've talked about the pussies on the left enough. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, when when Jerry Callahan can talk again, mm-hmm. his some of his first words will probably be like, this Matt Rife kid is great, <laughs> when otherwise he wouldn't give a fuck about. You know what I mean? Same with, same with all these right-wingers that are probably loving Matt Rife right now because he stuck it to the man. The issue is there's no actual opinions coming out. Should I be? Because... What I was gonna say? Should I be trying to get Jerry to talk about him when he comes back, like actively? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. This guy's. I love when he talks about gay dudes in the gym. <laughs> that guy is gay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, right wingers are clinging to Matt Rife now because of his response. He apologized, basically calling all of his uh, detractors retards, which is fun. Very funny. Um. So, the issue is a lot of the people that are criticizing Matt Rife right now three weeks ago would have been calling him a pussy and not a real comedian and all a hack and all this kind of stuff. But now he's a hero because he told what I would consider a mediocre street joke on his special. And people got up in arms about it. That's what's weird about all of this is like, I like what Matt Rife is doing. It doesn't change my opinion of what he is as a comedian. Whereas you're going to hear a lot of people that were fans of his say he's not funny because he told a joke that they don't like. And then there's a lot of people that think he sucks that are going to pretend to be fans of his. So it's all very weird. Matt Rife's world right now is very weird, but he's handling it very well. I've been watching what you do on your specials and you you're continually interacting with the audience, which Mm. correct me if I've got this wrong. I mean, a lot of the comedians that I've spoken to, they spend a lot of time preparing their sets Mm. and practicing, but you're (laughs) doing, you don't, is that my understanding? You just kind of wing it. You're kind of lazy. Am I right? Yeah. So do I have this right? You don't do any work. You don't do any work. Is what it says here. Is that accurate? You come from the big J Okerson coaching tree. (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it seems to be something that's much more akin to spontaneous wit and that's a dangerous thing to do because you could easily be not funny oh and, high risk high reward yeah. yeah well and it's also that because you're doing that you don't have a lot of time to exactly think through what mm. you're going to say right i mean if yeah. something strikes you as amusing flirty with matt <laughs> Now those I mean, lips, you know, they such a chiseled jawline. I can't do a good Jordan Peterson. But. Are, are your lips as soft as they appear? <laughs> I, I should have stuck with not doing the impression because I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> oh man! Well, the last time I was trying to think, how did I do an impression last time? Because the last time we talked about Jordan Peterson was so much fun. Oh, when he was crying. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember if I could do an impression then I couldn't remember how I did it it's so. easier to do an impression of him crying than just yes, him speaking much easier. <laughs> pretty much have to go for it and oh, if, of you're, if your head's full of censorship related thoughts you're going to be not funny in about 15 seconds <laughs> I get, I, I get, Jordan Peterson's wrapping himself into a pretzel trying to say that Matt Rife is the funniest man on the, on the planet he can't <laughs> Can't quite figure out what he, so you're just uh, winging it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, the next clip is uh, Matt figured it out. Yeah, so this is actually a really good response. Now, here's the problem. I think there's one douchey moment in here. Again, if it's if it's not in here, I'll tell you what it was. But this is where I struggle with Matt Rife because, like, I thought his special was it was whatever. It was fine. It wasn't terrible. It didn't make me turn it off. We didn't watch it and mock it. Uh, but I wouldn't go out of my way to see it or recommend it to anyone. Um, but the ending. <laughs> When he Tough. says, uh, he goes on this speech and he says, you know, all the, all this thing about the haters, about people like, uh, you know, all the people that have hated on him and how hard he's worked and 12 years and all this stuff. And he says, but what do I know? I just do crowd work. Right. Ooh. And he walks off the stage. Nothing like stuff. ending a comedy special with a big laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. You always want to end with a serious message. Yeah, he went from the Nanette school. Yeah, so that's where I, that's where I struggle with Matt Rife because I'm like, just drop that horse. I feel like his response to all this should be, I put out two free YouTube specials and I just did crowd work and fucked around. I got a Netflix special, like a quote, real special, and yeah. you see the difference. <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's hear. So I, Matt Rev has started, like, he he gets it, and I think this is a great response. How broad scale do you think this rebellion against what you said actually is? How many people do you think are behind it, and why do you think it's become such a big deal? It's probably a few dozen thousand, which sounds like a lot until you remember there's eight billion people in the world. Yeah. yeah. And I would say 90% of the small majority that is upset with me doesn't go to comedy shows anyway or wouldn't vibe with me as a person anyways, which is fine. Right. That's They're probably not that is true, by the way. I think a lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the people on TikTok that are making videos you know, boycotting Matt Rife, I don't think they were going to his show <laughs> because here's how you know is how quickly they were able to say he's not funny. Oh, yeah. I don't think they've ever watched a special of his. If if Shane Gillis tomorrow says something I'm actually offended by, you know, not mocking the Asians. I, we know I'm on board for that. But <laughs> if he says something I'm actually offended by, I may shit on him. You're not going to hear me say he's not funny. Can't. Because it's just not true. I mean, we, we've talked about Kevin Brennan a lot recently, but you always make a point to be like, he is funny in there somewhere. <laughs> or was at one point. It was at one I, point. I think he, I think he's lost his fastball a little bit, but yeah, that's the thing is like when you come at people and say, well, you're not even funny. It's like, oh, so you're not a fan of this person. Right. So why are you bitching about what they do in their special? Right. Funny. I watched a couple of them today on YouTube. I can imagine. You know, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, they're the sort of people that you just want to, what do you want for them? You want for them? You want them to spend Jordan's eternity like, in on, hell. When you're doing your funny lines again, you know, <laughs> let, let me, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peterson's like, let me, let me wrap with you here. What do we, what do we want from him, Matt? Come on. Say something hip. <laughs> say something young and hip. All composed of nothing but people like them talking to them. Oh, so good. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah exactly. Right, that. Right. right. But that's the thing is <laughs> Jordan Peterson loved that joke. <laughs> he like killed over. <laughs> I wanted more moments like that. I wanted a lot more moments like we talked about with The Rock and Rogan, <laughs> where it was Jordan like, so come on, tell me how much how much poon you getting out on the road. You know? <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, though, it was a lot of it was a lot of this. Time. It was like a fine interview, but it was stuff we've been hearing for years where it was a lot of censorship talk and stuff like that. Um, but overall, like I think Matt Rife has done a good job at handling it. And here's something we forget too is like, oh, uh, I should say first. The 12 years thing came up again. 
I saw. And Jordan Peterson goes like, you've been doing this for 12 years. That's like he's bought into the fact like, that's not a long time for a comedian to get successful. It's so annoying that that has been like part of his brand is that he's worked for 12 years. If you lined up the amount of people that have done it for 12 years, Matt Reif would be at the back of the line as far as people that have really, you know, worked hard and been put to the ringer. Right. Like I'm sure he's worked hard. He was on MTV when he was what? 21 or something. Didn't Bill Burr not like fully, fully break until he was like 15 to 20. Same with Louie. Yeah. Like they were, they were in it for a fucking while. Dangerfield was in his fifties, for right. Christ's sake. Louis, you know? Louis Black was in his sixties, wasn't he? Or like close, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, crazy. Uh, no, Louis Black can't be that old now. Or he started in his forties, or something like that. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was older for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it, the twelve years thing is very annoying uh, because Jordan Peterson's like, oh, checking his notes. He's like, you worked for twelve years, Mike. My, my goodness. That's gonna be the thing that annoys comedians. It's like Matt, you worked, you worked hard for a period of time, and then you got really famous. <laughs> like it's not that craziest uh, uh, trajectory. It's not that uh, much of a hardship. But what we don't give Matt Rife enough, enough credit for is like he did his world changed this year, right? To where everyone in the comedy world is talking about him, good and or bad. He, he, and and just in the last week, he's like had all this you know backlash and stuff like that, and he's had people really hate on him. So like, given all of that, for a twenty eight year old, I think he's responded really well. Like I, I respect Matt Rife now to an extent. I don't like his comedy really, and that's just because it's not for me. It is for a lot of people. It seems like mm-hmm. unless they were all lying because he's handsome. That's the that's that's the always the thing though. It's like it's clearly for somebody. <laughs> Right, yeah, people are enjoying it. I wanted him to be, I'm the first to admit, I wanted him to be really bad so we could make fun of him. Yeah, because it's fun for us for a week. (laughs) Sure, yeah, but like, he just wasn't. Yeah, me, you, and Carl are going to have a good time watching this, and then, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Not worth it. I'll tell you this, I think the special we did watch clips of, the um, Matthew Stephen Reif, I think that was very bad. Yes. And we made fun of it, and then this one wasn't that bad, so we didn't. I chuckled a couple times. Yeah, and by the way, the people that have been like in our comments saying that we're jealous or something of Matt Rife, um, say that to everyone that's criticizing him now that wasn't three weeks ago. Are they shitting on him because they're jealous? By the way, this is really annoying. Do you know that uh, domestic violence jokes? Do you know what uh, people that are offended by them call them? Uh, DJs. I have no idea. Very, very close. DV. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, he he joked about DV. Oh. <laughs> that's what you have to say on TikTok, I think. That was, that's disgusting that I could figure that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like well, that. You, you, uh, you got your ear to the ground, shall we say. <laughs> I don't know? like that. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg's <laughs> <laughs> uh. got a mouthful while he's saying, oh, yeah, DV. <laughs> yeah, I know about those. Yeah, that old that's thing. That's what I'm committing right now. That old thing. <laughs> Yeah, so good for Matt Rife. All right. How long have we been doing this show? Because I feel like... We are 47 minutes in. We have plenty of time, baby. Yes, we do. Um, I think it's time. I'll let you pick here. Mm-hmm. Shaw Berdulia. Oh, I was not going to pick either. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to talk about the other one. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Let's do, uh, let's do Joe Mattarese first, then. I just wishes. It's just like he's living all of his porcelain documentaries in five weeks. 
Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right, because this will be quick, too. The other two we're going to really take our time on. Yes. Uh, yeah, so let's let's do Joe Mattarese. So Joe Mattarese is a man we've talked about in the last few weeks. If you don't know, if you haven't watched those porcelain documentaries, which are great, uh, they should go back and watch if you haven't. But if you have watched them, the, the theme throughout them is that Joe is a man who starts these projects and has a lot of big ideas. He sure And then does. immediately abandons them. They're all gone immediately. Now, we said we got behind Joe Matteris and we said, I, you know what? I really think this is the one. I'm rooting for him this time. I said, this is Joe's finally figured it out. He called it the Joe Matteris show. He said, we've got a format, which is, by the way, very different from all of his other formats. This time <laughs> it was going to be one topic yep. and it was going to be about his life. No guests, no co-hosts, no guests. Right. Um, he also did a monologue to start the show with once. That was abandoned by week two. Mm-hmm. Well, technically week three, because he did two monologues and he never aired the second one. That's right. That's right. So I fear and call me crazy here. I'm a I'm a I'm a pie in the sky kind of a wide eyed optimist. Mm-hmm. But I think that Joe has read the comments and done literally everything everyone has told him to do. <laughs> Which is not a good idea if uh, if you're doing a podcast. You shouldn't listen to everyone that hates the show, necessarily. Yeah, it'd be a real you shame if of- he caught wind of the, of us doing this, too. Well, yeah, because we've had a lot of ideas for Joe as well that, hey, you shouldn't listen to if you don't agree with them, you That's know? Right. But maybe Joe uh, agrees with a lot of the detractors because we're at episode five now, mm-hmm. and he's shaking things up. First clip is, we've changed everything. <laughs> Literally... The playbook out the window. It's gone. We don't need no, it. No more playbook. He's uh he's Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. He's walking in, he's tearing out the pages. So all right, oh sorry. We've changed the intro music even. And that had a good four week run. People feel comfortable with it. Time to move on. Yep. Uh the only thing that's uh not changing and it will never change is the name of the show. That we know yes. of. It might change and next week. Mike Albanese is there. Thank God. Thank God for Mike Albanese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? I, and the theme song is a very minor thing to change. It's like, mm-hmm. who cares, I guess? Yep, we do it every but week. I'm, no, but the theme song's the same. That's true. That's true, actually. Um... Which I like, because in, in my mind, maybe this is a corny thing, but I like old TV. It gives you familiarity with the show. You know, you're like, oh, the show's starting. I, I like the idea of having a theme song. It reminds me of, uh, you know, old TV. Reminds me of a very good show, right? How so? <laughs> we have a theme song. <laughs> Who would know? Yeah, everybody. Everybody. When's the last time you did an episode? Uh, last night. We did Rubbed Out last night. Oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Rubbed out is back, folks. Go to verygoodshow.org. And I also realized I tweeted out, hey, don't worry, the show moves on before the episode we talked about it even aired. <laughs> so no one had any <laughs> idea what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so what was I saying? Oh, but yeah, it, it's a very minor thing. You know, if, if you wanted to change the theme song every week, you could. If you wanted to have no theme song, not a big deal. But I think it just speaks so much to Joe's ADD. His manicness. That five weeks in, he's like, you know what? Let's entirely rebrand this thing. 
All so. the episodes they recorded haven't even aired, by the way. This is another thing we should mention. This is clearly episode eight because they refer, they refer to two prior episodes that don't exist. Right. Yet, anyways. Like, we haven't seen them. Hey, everybody. How are you? So much better with no stupid plugs at the beginning. Welcome to another Joe Mattery show. I'm excited we have. He's convincing us, by the way. Right. This is. This is so much better than I had it before. Now, finally, this thing will skyrocket. Aren't you guys glad I got rid of the plugs? <laughs> finally. So I guess he must have like looked at the views and been unsatisfied with the numbers or something. Here's the problem is I think a lot of people look at like how other channels grow mm-hmm. and think like, oh, well, if I have a thumbnail and title things correctly, and everything, then my channel will skyrocket. But it's like that shit takes time. You know, the material, (laughs) the material does not matter. Throw it out the window. You can't give it four weeks and bail on it is what I would say. For sure. Uh, But Joe's like, hey, guys, isn't this so much better than we had it before? I mean, look look at the progression of even why you laughing the way it started. That's right. (laughs) Slowly over time, we got rid of two people or they died. You figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't get rid of him. I miss Matt from Rhode Island. I didn't get rid of him. Yeah, the other one died. The other guy I stopped inviting. But. <laughs> we, we have a new co-host, and uh, by the way, just fires that right off. <laughs> oh yeah, doesn't he? This is. I mean, there is no. We don't. So the, he might not even mention the guy's name. Is Chris Scopo, who like you, you know what, dude? Yeah, if you're a deep fan of New York podcast, you'll know the name Chris Scopo. Mm-hmm. He's been around forever. He's a young, I didn't realize how young he was. He's only 36 now. And he's been on that scene for for like at least eight years. Yeah, he's on Robert Kelly's show all the time. You know, the guy everyone says I sound like. A lot of people say you sound exactly. I don't hear it, but people I, say you sound exactly like him. I don't, I don't hear it either. I hear the accent for sure. No. Yes. Really? The same, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same exact accent. Hmm. Maybe that's yeah. probably what it is. Um. So... Yeah, so Chris Scopo's his new co-host. So that band-aid is ripped off immediately. No, no, it's not. He just says we got a new co-host. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's like, you're just like, we have a new co-host. Imagine, guys, if out of nowhere, I was just like, oh, yeah, David Collins is uh, hosting the show today. Uh, so Brennan Schaub is up to what? <laughs> you're just like, what? David Co- He's the co-host now? What's going on? <laughs> People would be very excited, but. And the funny thing about this whole thing is just watch watching through it. You can tell that Scopo immediately regrets his decision. Oh, so here's the thing is like, he's not introduced as a co-host and it, it doesn't seem like, cause it, so at the end he introduces him like this, where he's like, we have a new co-host moving on. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's like, Chris Scopo will be back with us next week. Wasn't he? So I was like, is he a guest? But the title, do you have the title in front of you? Of the episode or the clip? Of the episode, yeah. Um, give me one. The second. title, I believe, is We've Got a New Co-Host. I think I think that it's something along those lines here. Yeah, see. it's like episode five, We've Got a New Co-Host. Uh, it is. Uh, new co-host comedian Chris Scopo sitting in. <laughs> yeah, it's such a weird way. So it's like, is he the co-host? Are you saying he's the co-host Just for the week? Because it says he's sitting in, which makes it sound like he's not 
long for it. It seems like he's a guest, yeah. Which is a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's hear the rest of his uh, big introduction for his new co-host. Welcome to another Joe Mattery show, and I'm excited. We have a, we have, we have a new co-host, and uh, I guess he's a, he's a friend of Mike Albanese, the guy behind the class that we're pointing to. Chris Scopo, am I saying it you right? You got it right, yeah. Oof. Am I saying it right? Oof. Oof. Am I saying it right? He's your co-host. What a way to start. Uh, how do you pronounce your last name? Chris Scopo. It's like a five-letter name. <laughs> wouldn't you? Uh, wouldn't you take care of that before you started? I would think so, Craig. Or how about after you do a few test episodes or something? You know. Or <laughs> you know, since this isn't live, maybe we may or may not have experienced uh, introducing someone on Why You Laughing by the wrong name and started over. Uh, yes, you could also do, you could also do that, but that was like a fuck up. Like I knew Drew Lane's name. Right. I said Drew Lynch for something. I know. That was, I didn't go, who, who are, who are you again? You in radio? What do you do? <laughs> no, but I don't, I, I, let's play the clip. Cause there's another embarrassing interaction they have. I forget if it's included in here or not, but I'll tell you about it after. Mike Albanese, the guy behind the class that we're pointing to. Chris Scopo, am I saying it right? You got right? it right, yeah. Scopo. You got it right. I like how my plug was friend of the guy who runs the studio. <laughs> that sounded bad. Not, not a comedian. I don't know why I said not that. a comic, stand-up but a guy. Comic. How many years of stand-up? Too long for to be doing this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great line. Chris Scopo's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that, that line right there was when I was like, oh, he regretted it immediately. <laughs> what have I done? So... So Joe Mattery says, like, uh, you know, and this is the first time we're meeting. And Scopo goes, actually, no, we've met like seven or eight times over the years. <laughs> and then Mattery goes, yeah, but, oh, you know what it is? Your hair wasn't as thick as it is now. Because that's always how it works. Your hair gets thicker over the years. Yep. He or goes, just point out that he's had work done. He goes, your hair wasn't as thick as it is now. And Scopo goes, mm, I don't think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think you don't do the clubs I'm in. So I guess Matt Arise just said like, hey, hey, Mike Albanese, can you get a human body to put in here, please? Someone warm, please. Just anybody. Someone who's biased. As biases. long as he's a paisan. As warm as mom's meatballs. That, I mean, I think that was a big thing because the fact that he was Italian was very big for Joe. That was important to him. He's obsessed with it because of, if you go back and watch the porcelain documentaries, you'll see he opens for uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Well, he says that in the episode. So um, Scopo mentioned something about like their ticket sales. I guess they, they're doing some gig together. Mm-hmm. And Scopo mentioned something about the ticket sales. He's like, oh, yeah, people, people actually are buying tickets. He seems surprised people are buying tickets. So Joe and Chris Scopo are doing a, a gig together? That's what it sounded like. And yeah. Joe still doesn't know how to pronounce his last name. It's an excellent point. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> hey, we're gonna work together uh, a lot. What's your name? So, so uh, Joe says, you know what you do is you, on Instagram you just put a tally. Like I guess you can um, you can pay for to like boost your Instagram reels and shit. Mm-hmm. And there are different categories on Instagram. Like for for if we were gonna do it, for example. Um, you know, if we put out a clip of like the last segment, we might do a Matt Rife, like a uh, yeah, target Matt Rife fans, basically something like that. Joe just does Italians. I guess that's an option. They just market it to Italians and they'll, they'll eat up anything. <laughs> so that's been Joe's plan is you just put Italian in the fucking, uh, the, the algorithm and it finds all the right people, I guess. Not judging by the numbers I've seen. 
Well, no, but you know. Um, next clip is abandoned all format. <laughs> yeah, I was no going to explain what the new show is like now. I guess this is this is interesting. Where he told us, "Hey, listen, remember," he said, "It's not going to be like other podcasts. This isn't going to be some podcast where." Two comedians are on, and we just shoot the shit. Now, I'll I'll tell you one thing: this show will never be is two comedians talking aimlessly. It'll never be that. He's already at so, the, the Sylvester Stallone uh, impersonator portion of his career. We don't, we don't do guests. It's going to be just me, and there's going to be a point to it. That's the Joe Matarese guarantee. So let's see five episodes in what he says. Settled in perfectly on the, on the Joe Mattery's podcast. So like, by the way, it's called Joe Mattery's show, not podcast. I wanted to point that out because it's on a sign <laughs> right above his head. Minor details. <laughs> Settled in perfectly on the, on the Joe Mattery's podcast. So like this podcast is so early on that I almost don't even know what the fuck my podcast is. I've been like talking about oh, shit no, that's Joe, going on. You did. You know exactly what it was. You had a whole format in mind. If this was a tryout to see if he would be a permanent co-host, I, I would immediately be like, I can't do this. This is like if Are You Garbage had what I consider a great idea and it's worked tremendously for them. If five episodes in, they were like, hey, you know what? We're not actually not going to interview comedians. And sometimes you might ask them if they're garbage and different questions about that. Mm -hmm. But really, we're just going to what if what if we just kind of shot the shit you know talked comedy what if we talked comedy stories wouldn't that be unique and fresh that be new <laughs> this is wild he had a format in mind now granted it was terrible but he had something he was going for he had something in mind he had a plan and he was going to stick to it for a month mm, three weeks probably yeah well yeah recording wise two weeks because he recorded Four episodes over two weeks. We saw the shirt he was wearing. That's so. true. My life, and uh, and then just you know, is this just being a alone with therapy. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. <laughs> Which was exactly what fixing Joe was. So he's just yep. reverting back. And not not just fixing Joe, but uh, medicated or whatever the other one he had. Like all the forms of his podcast have been. What if other people solved my problems for me? <laughs> Yeah, Which, like, yeah. well, like, so like, uh, Stavros Halkias does an advice podcast now. Mm -hmm. That's him helping other people. Joe's idea is like, what if every week you guys helped me? <laughs> I would love actually if Joe Matteris was on Are You Garbage because he would get so offended when he found out he is. What you, you guys think I'm garbage? They're like, Joe, that's kind of the point of the show. It's called Are You Garbage? And the answer is mostly yes. <laughs> Man, I thought you guys liked me. <laughs> exactly. Start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought we had, we had a lot of laughs here. I don't understand. Yeah, before the red light comes on, you guys are so nice. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like well, we could start with the one and then we'll go into the phone calls because we got we got random questions from fans on this hold one. On, so this hold on. That's good. That's good. That's what I like is totally random horseshit. Uh, but go back a little bit. I want to I'd love to know this podcast is not heavily edited, but this particular clip is for some reason. This, Can you go back to the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's been cutting nonstop. It, the podcast itself is not like this, but this, whatever his description of this podcast was, a lot was chopped out for some reason. Yes. 
Well, you're settled in perfectly on the, on the Joe Mattery's podcast. So, like, this podcast is so early on that I almost don't even know what the fuck my podcast is. I've been, like, Cut, talking about shit that's going on in my life and uh, and then just, you know, just being alone. with therapy? Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like. Well, we could start with the one Cut. and we'll go into the phone calls because we got, we got random questions from fans on this one. So this is like an 80. Okay, so hold on. Can I tell you what the random questions are? Mm-hmm. It's backlog from prior weeks. So an episode that hasn't come out yet, I guess Joe said, today we're going to talk about arcades. But what Joe does is he tweets out, like he doesn't wait for people to hear the episode. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only way you could do what Joe's trying to do is by taking live calls. Instead, he tweets out and says like, hey, you got anything on arcades? And then people call in, and he doesn't get voicemails quick enough, so he just abandons the entire premise. And then the next week, he'll be like, I guess we got a bunch of random calls, and it turns out they're all about arcades, which was the prior episode. <coughs> I think next time that we are in the same place, we should spoof this and have people call in randomly and leave voicemails and see if we can do it. I don't want to step on the toes of spoofing off. That sounds kind of like their property. That's true. That's true. Good point. Fans, you're crushing it. it already. I'm killing it. You're crushing it. Yeah, this yes. is what we're talking. We're going to move up in a generation. Talk about your son, right? Your yeah. young son. That, yeah, we had that to talk hey, about. Yeah. That'd be good. You only spent an entire episode doing that two weeks ago, right? And it didn't seem to go anywhere. What if we dragged him through the mud again and called him a shitty kid that deserves to be hit because he used his phone? You should smash his phone over his face. <laughs> Teach him a lesson. There's a weird moment in here too. Remember last week where we were like. uh um, Joe, Joe wanted to be edgier. Yep. His brother criticized him for not fucking cursing enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This week, there's a moment where, like, Scopo apologizes for cursing because Joe was giving him a weird look. So even that, Joe can't pick a lane on. Fucking Christ. So, yeah, okay. So we'll start with that, and then we'll go into, you know, How old a, the kid? a little bit of the nostalgia for a second, and then we'll end with all the voicemails yeah. that a lot of random questions... Nostalgia of what? Did you catch that Scopo asked a question and he just completely barrels over him and doesn't answer it? <laughs> Listen, you're my co-host. That means I have no respect for you. He goes, oh, how old's your kid? And he just keeps talking about... Shut up. <laughs> generation talk about your son, right? Your yeah. young son? That, yeah, we had that to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. So we'll start with that and then we'll go into, you know... How old's a, the kid? A little bit of the nostalgia for a second and then we'll end with <laughs> hey, all no the that a lot of... Ran- Shut hold up. On, hold on, hold on. I may have the definition of the word nostalgia wrong, but you can't just go into general nostalgia, can you? It's usually triggered by something said. Can you just be like, hey, remember 1968? That was a hell of a time. That was nostalgic. Remember? Guys, remember the Challenger explosion? <laughs> like, what? Is there any direction to the nostalgia? Are you just remembering old times? Just remembering them old times. <laughs> uh, Nixon, that was a big event. What? Nostalgia about what? <laughs> We're gonna go into nostalgia. Uh, this this next one is like one of my favorite titles. It's just it's only been seventeen minutes. This has been seventeen minutes, and I've never heard this said in podcast history. You can say a lot about Joe, mm-hmm. but you can't say he's not unique because this is something that has never happened in the history of podcast. Seventeen minutes into a show, I've heard this quote a lot. I don't know, an hour in, sometimes two or three hours in. I've never heard this said 17 minutes into an episode. Do some drugs like oh, a wow. kid. Time is flying by this one. We're having fun, Bob. We are having fun. This is a good episode, Chris. Thank- 
<laughs> They've barely gotten settled. It makes me wonder what's been cut out. There have been episodes last week when we had David Collins on. We started the episode 14 minutes in. Right. <laughs> I don't even know how what you get accomplished in 17 more. He's like, whoa, that is... I mean, like, I'm just imagining, you know, in movies when, like, the pages fly off the calendar. Yeah. It's just these two talking. I'm pretty sure you said this, or a line like that, uh, like, two hours and 45 minutes into an episode recently, when you were like, holy shit, I didn't realize that we've been going this long. Even today, I did it way earlier than usual, just because I wanted to be uh, mindful of Hack Ride, who we have waiting. Not yet. But I did that. That was 47 minutes in. <laughs> right. And that's like, okay, good. We're a third of the way through the show. Right. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, he's, but, but this is the thing is like, Joe, I think the best way to phrase it, I think is that he tries to trick the audience into being as excited as he is. Definitely. He's like, fuck yeah, dude, we're all in this together. It's <laughs> fun. Right. Everybody, right. Chris, he kind of says that like, don't you agree, Chris? If you don't He's agree, angry at if you if you disagree right right now, you're off the fucking show. <laughs> Which we've only agreed to next week, apparently, because. And I bet they're wearing the exact same clothes in that episode. Oh, that's what he says. He goes, "Chris is sticking around to do the next episode." Oh boy, yeah. Um, this is our last clip, unfortunately or unfortunately. Um, yeah. So, like I said, we didn't have a ton of Matteries today. Because here's the thing about this episode five with Scopo is like. Now it's not even bad enough to really mock. It's just like two comics kind of shooting the shit. It's <laughs> it's it's whatever. It's not anyone anything's going to listen to, but it's not mockably bad. Maybe that's what Joe's going for. Is like, can I just make this show good enough that people got nothing to mock? <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, so we got some random question calls. I put that out there because I was just like, this is what I'm starting to learn about me as a podcast. These are about arcades. You lock me into a fucking subject. I don't think I'm as good as when we just fucking turn it on and you just talk. gotta go. You're a comic. Is that what it is? Because I like I don't even do I didn't do homework on it. I just wrote it down. What are you, Colin Quinn, getting a full story on one thing? The Declaration of Independence, the New York story. It's well, like well, even if I write six, it's like you think you need to write some six bullet points, but like I almost think. Like that, I like my, having Mike there where he could just fucking find shit on the fly. Like, yeah. I would love to get, I'm hoping the next studio, we get to that level where I'm, wow. we're talking about shit and he's just finding it, you know? Hey, maybe one day, Joe. We'll just find what I hope one day we have Google on the computers here. <laughs> How's that work? Now, now, of course, we would need to move studios, apparently, <laughs> to have someone Googling things. What the fuck is Albanese doing? Back? I was gonna say Mike Albanese <laughs> studio fucking sucks. I think I think right after that, Mike Albanese goes like, "I do that." What are you talking about? You, you realize I've been doing that this whole time, right, Joe? But here's here's Joe's problem. He's like, you know what? I, he doesn't want to do any work. I think I've, I'm realizing now. I didn't cover Matteris the during the whole Red Bar thing, right? So I don't know as much about him as a lot of people do. I'm realizing he's not just ADD. He's very lazy. Because he's looking at it and saying, like, I thought I had to do all kinds of work for a podcast. I wrote down six items. <laughs> I've written six bullets with words after them. That's how much work I was doing. And then I realized I don't have to do all of that crazy work. 
I could just do nothing and my talent will get me through. Here's what Joe hasn't realized after 55 years of life Mm -hmm. is that he's not a guy who can just rely on his talent. He has to do a little work, you know? Luckily, I realized that pretty early on. It's like, I'm going to have to put a little elbow grease if I want to make this a career, you know? Right. (laughs) Joe thinks he can just skate by on his charm, I guess. He, I mean, how could he not? You look at this guy. So I don't know. We're getting episode eight, even though it's only episode five. So I don't know when we'll get the other two. (laughs) Here's the other thing. My guess is the next two episodes, Chris Scopo won't be on. (laughs) And then he will be again. And then he will be again. And they'll pretend it was the next episode. It's very weird what Joe's doing. I don't understand it, but I would say, Joe, think of one fucking idea that you think is good, you know, or better yet, be on, let Chris Scopo do a podcast and you be the co-host. Clearly, you are not equipped to run a show because you abandoned it five weeks in every time. He could be all right, like uh, tagging stuff, maybe. Yeah, ma- well, I don't know. Let's maybe. Not get crazy. No, no, we got we got to support Joe. We got to be positive. <laughs> but yeah, that he's not. I don't know because he's not good at this necessarily. But yeah, maybe if he was the second voice on the show, he would be better. That's the thing. And that, that that's true of me for sure. Like I'm much better on the Kirk Minahan show because there's a talented guy there doing all, all the work, you know? Right. Maybe that's what Joe needs is if he just chimes in with a guy who's better at this, then uh, people will say, hey, Joe Matteries was pretty good today. You know, maybe that's, that's right. what he needs. But whatever it is, we're trying to find it with him. That's right. I think I think I, I have faith in Joe. Joe's going to Joe's going to be a star. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so. Uh, hack ride update, by the way. What's that? I don't know if he's coming on. He had all this, this big plans. We aren't live, so he can't watch. And he goes, I don't know how I'm going to round up the comedy if I can't hear it. Why can't he watch in StreamYard? Uh, he could watch in the back, in the back, but he said something about his phone's fucked up. I don't know. Mm. So he can't watch it while he's like out. Well. We know we need hack rides writing. That's one thing. He wanted to come on and talk to me about something. I will ask him. <laughs> I keep getting those classic hack ride, like the insanely long text. And I'm oh, like, how? Well, the that's fuck? right. You can do it next week if it's easier for him or whatever. We'll figure it out. No big deal. Tell him no worries. I'll say next week easier. No biggie. Yeah. Good. I'm glad we get a little insight into Craig's lingo. <laughs> I just. I usually, if it's long enough message from him, I don't even read it. It's so long. Sometimes I'm like, I don't have the time for this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hack ride. You heard it. I don't do that to you, buddy. I, I, I don't see every message, but I don't ignore them. Yeah. I don't, I don't see him either because I, I just can't physically read that much. All right. Now I'll let you decide. Actually, you know what? No, I won't let you decide anymore. You lost your chance. You chose Joe Matteris and look where it got us. I think it was the right choice. I'm going with Brendan Schaub I because have, I'm very excited to talk about this interview. I would have, uh, I would have picked him as well. If that helps. Oh my God. So Brendan Schaub was on with a guy named coach HP who this guy, I mean, if you want to talk about hangers on <laughs> coach HP seems like a guy that so badly wants to be in Joe Rogan's world or Brendan Shaw, whatever, wherever he wants to go, he's willing to do anything to get to suck anyone to get there because he's got a mouthful in this interview. Oh my, I've never heard anything like this. It's unbelievable. 
It's insane. <laughs> so I'll say uh, our guy, I think he's now known as Unique, Scion Z. Yep. Right, that guy? Yep. I saw him post a clip from this interview. Um, and he he only posted the last clip we're going to play. Which is unbelievable. It's crazy that he got through the entire episode and said, I only need to post this one. Because I, thank God, went and said, let, let me watch the entire thing. And oh my God, it doesn't stop. I've never heard uh, whether it's a, you know, a president or an interview, like where something where like an employee has to speak to speak to their boss at some event. I've never heard anything like this where it's a complete filleting of a man for an hour. And also, I, I don't know what the premise of the show is. So I guess this guy, Coach HP, I guess he's also had like Schultz on and stuff, which is why I saw people saying that like, Clearly, he wants to get to Rogan somehow. Yeah, maybe he he's what his his show is the ultimate positivity podcast. Boy, I'll say, so, well, it sure is. He's not wrong or lying. <laughs> so I guess he's a baseball coach, and I think he like coaches Brendan's kid in baseball or like helps train him or something. Oh, that's not gonna be awkward then. <laughs> I don't know. His wife's gonna but, have like questions, but. but um, so Coach HP does this positivity podcast. And I don't know what the point of it is because this episode was either sucking off Brendan or jerking off himself. Or interrupting Shab when he's talking. I noticed. To jerk that. himself off and then blow Brendan. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Maybe that's what he does every week or he's just a big Shab fan. I don't really know. But like this is incredible. I've never heard a podcast like this. Um, first clip is underappreciated. Yeah, particularly, by the way, you know, thick boy for life. But when we're talking about the guy we're talking about, I'm amazed. He talks with this, this, you know, like idol worship. Brendan, I don't know if, you, if you're going to agree with me in this or not, but Uh-oh. to me, <laughs> you are one of the most. Wait, un- hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Brendan had the right reaction. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to agree with me on that. Now, when Brendan has heard that in his life. It's not followed something, by something good. It's typically on Reddit. Right. <laughs> hey, gang, I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this or not, but this guy, I mean, fucking sucks. <laughs> of all people to bring up the Reddit and ha- make me have to talk about it, it's this guy. <laughs> so Brendan is right to be hesitant, but don't worry, buddy. Hey, put your guard down, my friend, because uh, there are no weapons here, unless you include this guy's mouth. In this or not, but Uh-oh. to me, you are one of the most underappreciated talents that we have right now in uh, in our era with what we have with your background. Can I just point out what he's saying there? That's not just comedy. Nope, just in general. Humanity. One of the most underappreciated talents in life, whether it's you know the arts or you know culinary <laughs> or politic politics, just talented. He's just a talented man. So much so that he's like in the upper 1% of the entire world. I mean, he is. You are wearing his hat. Damn straight. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree with the guy. I'm just saying, listen to how he's saying it, you know? I mean, Blind Mike Project shirt, thick boy hat. What better combo? Right. You can get yours at blindmike.net. Click yeah, the merch tab. Blind for a shirt like this, gang. <laughs> uh, in our era with what we have. And I do uh, just want to point out, the sound being left and right for whoever's talking is not my fault. <laughs> I just want everyone to know. I don't that. know what you're talking about. I hear it out of both headphones. Do you really? Yeah. Well, the people listening won't. Like on oh, audio great. form. Yeah. 
with your background. Hold on. You- uh, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> Why? I heard it. I'm, I'm listening to it. It's so when this guy's talking, it's left side. When Shab's talking, it's right side. So whoever put this out had it set up that way. But that's not how I listen to it on my phone. Really? That's the, maybe, did the broken link have it the normal way? And then the new one was this way, possibly? Whatever. Let's just play. <laughs> your ability, man, to not only pursue your dreams, but follow signs and, and, and just keep going and keep going and don't giving up. We as a society, because I almost look at myself, when I watch you, I see you as like from an outsider in, like, we don't give you, and as a former athlete, enough credit mm. for everything you've done, man, and how you take <laughs> care of people and how you're like a friend to everybody, man. Do you feel that a lot or not? Nelson uh, Mandela, Che Guevara, <laughs> Brendan Schaub. You forgot Gandhi, dude. <laughs> Gandhi, I'll throw him in there. Well, he's fourth. I'd put him fourth. Yeah, actually. yeah. You're a friend to everyone. <laughs> you are. Go back. <laughs> this is like a humanitarian. This is what you... I mean... An entertainer might get this speech at like the Kennedy Center Honors or something. Did Shaw know? did Shaw buy his kids team like new uniforms right before this? <laughs> no, what happened? We as a society, because I almost look at myself when I watch you, I see you as like from an outsider in like we don't give you, and as a former athlete, enough credit mm. for everything you've done, man, and how you take care of people and how you're like a friend to everybody, man. Do you feel that a lot or no? Um, yeah, as far as like underappreciated, yeah. Oh, hold on, hold on. I forget. So this is a pro Brendan Schaub podcast. You, you guys all know that, right? <laughs> the one that we're watching. <laughs> don't get don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this one. <laughs> uh, don't get it twisted. We're, we're a Brendan Schaub podcast. This is the worst landing spot for him. In, because in, we, we, we've been working on something with Brendan. You know, we're trying to get him to play into the critics more. Correct. And ha- have a little more fun with it. And I got to Go say, ahead. though, I got to say, having to watch, you know, watch this and cut it and everything. More towards the end, he's more comfortable. But you can tell Shab's like, is this a fucking bit? Like, throughout the first half. Well, that, that, this is like the worst place he could have been because it's. Uh, you know, there's an episode of Community where uh, Jeff's ego, like they, it's represented by an apple, and eventually it explodes. And that's this is what's happening to Brendan here. Where at the beginning of this episode, he's like, "Hey, thanks, man, I appreciate these compliments." And then by the end, he's full. He's like, "You are correct about everything <laughs> I am God." <laughs> and you're like, "No." Uh, meanwhile, I'm sprinting to Florida or wherever this guy is. <laughs> no, Brendan. I believe this is. Don't listen to him. <laughs> I believe this is being filmed in uh, you're, shops. No, you're right. It's it's in California because he will will get to we'll get to some of the geographics of this at the end. But you're right. It is in California. No. Um. Yeah. As far as like underappreciated, yeah. I, I don't know. It, that's always a weird thing, right? So I think. Um, Good answer. I, it's just kind of I don't know who's who gets their flowers. You know, everyone gets their flowers once they're gone. Okay, well, that's a little, you can see it already starting, where Brendan's like, you know, listen, I, sure, if I accepted that I'm going to be celebrated once I'm dead, absolutely. When I'm dead, you people know? appreciate my brain. <laughs> that's the thing, is once I die, much like, uh, you know, Mitch Hedberg and Patrice O'Neill, finally people will appreciate me once I go. But listen, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of my time, so people just don't get it right now. <laughs>
You know what, Coach HP, you're right. This is where Brendan start. like, he's the, Coach HP is massaging that ego, and Brendan's starting to feel a little comfortable. Having to pull up the second clip, I thought this happened further down in the uh, episode. Uh, so this next one's called Lots of Love. So it starts earlier than I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lots of, lots of love out there for Brendan Schaub. I think one of the benefits I have that a lot of people don't is I'm not that famous. But I get a lot of love when I like when I got like I get coffee every morning. I get a lot of love when I get coffee. I get a lot of love last night when I'm walking around Hollywood. You know, uh, one of my best friends, my manager Lex, with me. We go get tacos. People are in there saying what's up. So I get a lot of positive, actual human interaction. Right. Where if I didn't have that, and I just read like YouTube comments or Reddit comments, I mean, I'm gonna jump off the side no, of the building. No, but you let know? me correct you there. A, you are famous. Hold on, hold on. More. I'll at least give Brendan that because I, he's recognizable enough that I'm sure. For sure. I bet people aren't dicks in real life that they're like, hey, Shab, what's up? Yeah, he's I'm a, sure he gets that a lot. He's a UFC fighter on Rogan. Has he, despite what you want to think, has a popular podcast or one that gets viewed a ton. Yeah. Like, but he's say, at least he says, if I just read Reddit and Twitter all day, I'd jump off a fucking building. Good for you, Brendan. You're realizing that. Correct. Here's Coach HP to say, Oh no, Brandon! <laughs> read it. Maybe he's a. Read, oh, Brandon. maybe Coach HP's a sleeper cell. He's like, no, no, read it, Brandon. <laughs> you should read Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> read all of it, Brandon. <laughs> comments or Reddit comments? I mean, I'm gonna jump off the side of no, the building. No, but you know? let me correct you. A, you let are me famous, correct right? you. That's one. But <laughs> let me correct you. Reddit actually loves you. As a matter of fact, go to the fighter and get some Reddit right now. I'm sure they're saying something nice about Brandon. They're all wearing your merch, dude. <laughs> Well, one of them is. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but let me correct you. A, you are famous, right? That's number one. But you're. Hold on. More- you didn't have to correct him about what? He said that. He said, I know he goes, no, I get recognized quite a bit, actually. Let me correct you. You're not just famous. You're really famous. <laughs> I, will, I mean, I, will, even, like, I was a top 10 fighter in my weight class. <laughs> let me correct you about something. In the world, not just California, the world. I was a top 10 fighter. Well, not far enough. It's George Clooney and then you, my friend. The ranking system that I had. No, no, but let me correct you. A, you are famous, right? That's number one. But you're more, because the problem is your packaging doesn't come with a good dude. But you're a good dude. Mm. Good looking guy. Great set of hair. (laughs) The whole vibe. Massive cock. (laughs) Those thighs. Oh. Charitable. (laughs) You know, love to fund a baseball team when necessary. (laughs) Read Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) You're Brendan. You're not just the most talented. By the way, keep in mind we're talking about Brendan Schaub here. You know what I mean? Like if this, if he was talking to Drake, who I'll mention for no reason, if he was talking to Drake, <laughs> this, this this would be a lot. But like he's talking to Brendan Schaub, and he's like, "You're one of the most talented people on the planet." And also, can I add, you're really good looking. <laughs> You're in great shape. You're so. You're cute. a great. You're a great guy. Yeah. Like, how many other things can I say about this man? That hair of yours, oof. <laughs> Tall, attached, the whole vibe, but your exterior doesn't match. Correct. The the thing till they get oh, to no. know you. Brendan, it's on TV or here where it's edited Correct. and stuff. So, 
my thing, because I, I mention you a lot with a lot of athletes and a lot of parents and a lot of stuff. I go, I go let me tell you about Brandon Shaw. I wonder who the other athletes are. Uh, Muhammad Ali. <laughs> I imagine you in the same breath as a lot of athletes. How do you have so much access to like famous people? Uh, no, no. That, that actually, what he's actually saying is like he mentions him in his coaching. So like when he's working with a kid. That's an athlete. Brent, Brendan Schaub. Brendan Schaub. Just whispers in their ear no, just to motivate him. It's a bot- bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, tie game, two outs. He oh. goes up, he goes up to the guy on his team batting. He's like, I need Schaub mentality out of you right now. What would Brendan Schaub do? He hands him a thick boy wristband. Oh, you'd hit this ball. Swing for the fences. Yeah, I was going to say, he'd hit this ball to the moon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a team of seven-year-olds that's solely dedicated to Brendan Schaub. <laughs> they all have his haircut. <laughs> Thick boy for life. <laughs> the name on the back of all their jerseys is Schaub. <laughs> we play for the name on the front and the name on the back. <laughs> um, next, we have Uniquely Funny. <laughs> I mean, come on. The title speaks for itself, but Jesus Christ, where is this going to go? Let's see. I hope he's talking about uh, Bo Burnham or something. <laughs> Someone. <laughs> Nathan Fielder. Yeah. But with you, it's like, oh, and now he's funny? Yeah. Because no. I, w- I was telling this to Dougie Fresh. Hold on. Uh, if you don't remember the context from the last clip, what he's saying is, what Coach HP is saying is, when you look at Brendan, he's such an Adonis. Mm-hmm. You look at this man and say, how can he be so perfect physically surely he must have a terrible personality but then you watch gringo poppy mm-hmm. and you think what can one man really have it all can someone really have that much material on tacos how much how good can this guy be at everything <laughs> it's not fair why does god work in such mysterious ways and we have to say we went and saw uh brendan Schaub, and what a night that was had fun it's true but with you it's like oh and now he's funny yeah because i was i was telling this to dougie fresh uh earlier today you will not find a funnier guy on the spot charismatic with sarcasm like you that doesn't exist what you're full um what What? (laughs) that is that is a heavy (laughs) just just none (laughs) I'm like anywhere. I'm speechless right now. <laughs> Does he mean like in the room? Like, hey, I've been looking. I, I, I checked the place. I swept the place for funnier guys. Yeah. And I couldn't find one. Yeah, I guarantee you, you're not going to find one in here. There's like four or five guys in here and you're funnier than all of them. <laughs> I, we need Just to- on the planet, you're not going to find a funnier guy anywhere. I, I, I have to start this clip over. We got to really drink this in. <laughs> <sighs> this one's me, guys. Don't give Mike crap. I started this one over. But with you, it's like, oh, and now he's funny? Yeah. Because I, w- I was telling this to Dougie Fresh uh, earlier today, you will not find a funnier guy <laughs> on the spot. By the way, do we know who Dougie Fresh is? Or is it just like his friend? <laughs> it's like his producer, I guess. It's, it's a man who seems to be there in the room with them because they reference him a few times. Charismatic with sarcasm, like you. That doesn't oh, exist. Take it, You're phony as well. Like, give it back. It seems nuclear. You don't want to touch it. <laughs> he goes, I'll take it. I'm going to hire you as my therapist. Please move on and talk about anything else. Don't, don't hire this guy as your therapist. He'd be a re- Brendan, you do nothing wrong, actually. Read. Don't read it, pussy. <laughs> don't work on anything 
You're perfect. This guy's going to start introducing like those flash images from the original Shining that, you know, just pop up and it's going to be Reddit comments. Listen, I thought God gave everyone at least one flaw. And then I met Brendan Shaw. <laughs> and I said, wow, his, his actual masterpiece. God, you've done I think I need to you've go. created the perfect man. Did you by any chance peruse the comments on this episode? No. I I didn't either, but I'm just realizing I don't know why I hadn't. They're probably, didn't, that's a good point. It didn't dawn on me. They're probably amazing. There were, only, there were only like a thousand views on it, so I don't know if um everyone has caught it yet, if you know what I mean. No, they better. They better. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, Anna, when you do the Fight Club Companion, which the last one was a hit, yeah. how you kept ragging on a brand for um, telling Bradley, 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 Bradley yeah, yeah. hey, 260, 260. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody does I'll that like you, bro. bro. So I Oh my god! This is this is way worse than the Farley McCartney sketch. Yeah, and it's real. <laughs> nobody, nobody does that like you. Like, oh, dude, this, what if this guy is a Reddit troll and he's doing this strictly to get the sound bites? There's no other explanation to say this to Dave Chappelle would be really pouring it on. No kidding, no kidding. Like, if Jesus Chappelle Christ. appeared on this program, you like. Yeah, he's like the best. And then we just start asking him questions, not be like, you know what? Another time that you were the funniest guy we've ever heard. Well, well that's what I mean is like, <laughs> like, say we got a comedian I really liked on. I would probably gush over. I'm sure there's clips we could play where I'm corny, mm-hmm. but eventually I'd ask him a fucking question. Right. Other than I think the only question that coach HP asked is simply, how do you do it? Brendan, I mean, how do you have it all? <laughs> Does your greatness know no bounds? It's 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 like real life. What Rupert Pupkin imagined Jerry Lankford saying to him in the King of Comedy. <laughs> but it's he's really doing that. He's like, Brendan, you've got it. That's right. But here we, we we've been asking questions about coach. Okay. Uh, his claim to fame. Like, where did he come from? Okay. So this. Is, so I, I feel like I have to set this up a little bit. <laughs> I think Coach HP is a baseball coach who I guess played baseball, mm-hmm. and he grew up in Florida. I, you know, I don't know that it needs set up because it's not possible to set it up any other way than he says it. Let's just hear this. So a little bit about me is I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. That's the best way to say it. <laughs> so he, I, I guess he was a colossal failure. Now I would take that to mean he was like in college, the number one prospect of all, like they said similar things to Bryce Harper. Right. Like when Bryce Harper was on the cover of sports illustrated when he was 16 years old, that must have been Coach HP in Florida. Like, they said, this kid can't miss. He's the next, uh, you know, fucking uh, Mike Trout or Mickey Mantle or whoever. And then he ended up not making. That's what I would think of as the biggest failure in Florida baseball. Uh, but let's start this clip over and listen to what he describes. So a little bit about me is I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. I don't know if you know that. It's a great way to introduce yourself, by the way. I stink. <laughs> a little bit about me. I'm the biggest failure in the history of, which again, he, this guy talks in such amazing extremes, 
where it's like, there's no way that's possible. Even if you were terrible at baseball, right? There's no way you could be, we would have heard about you if it was this colossal. So a little bit about me is I'm the biggest failure in the history of Miami baseball by far. I don't know if you know that. My, my dad <laughs> I don't prepared know you know me that. for everything in life except to deal with him. So my dad beat the shit out of me mm. all through growing up with a Cuban guy in the 80s. And I became famous for having a dad that would just fuck me up in front of everybody. Like really, 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 really bad. Like famous? People signing autographs. There he is. Hey, hey, can you make it? Can I take a picture with you and you pose like I'm giving you the black eye? Can we do that? <laughs> can you sign this with your nose blood? <laughs> HP, HP over here. <laughs> oh, wait, you, you know what? When your when your dad beat the shit out of you, that was the most uniquely funny thing I've ever seen in my life. Imagine being famous because your dad beats you. <laughs> there he is. The, the victim of domestic violence. It's Coach HP. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, obviously, sure. Have I gotten the autograph of a woman whose husband beats the shit out of her when she burns a pot roast? I have a few autographs, yeah. But I wouldn't call them the most famous person in my town. <laughs> uh, next, we have a short clip, and it's just, I don't get the reference. Oh, so I'll, I'll just explain a little more about Coach HP's baseball career, mm-hmm. where he says that, like, he blew out his arm when he was like 13 or something. So that's why he says he's the, the the biggest failure in the history of Florida baseball is that like his dad overworked him, like made him pitch too many innings. So when he was 13, like he blew out his arm, I guess. And it's like, wow, the terms in which you think of yourself, like at age 12, everyone was like, this guy has got, he's Shohei Otani. This guy's got it. He doesn't, and he doesn't have a glass jaw, as we saw after the game. <laughs> well, that's what he's famous for. I'm talking about his, his side project of baseball. <laughs> he's just a brick shit house like Homer Simpson. <laughs> I'm not talking about what he's most known for. <laughs> yeah. The two images you think, if you think of a father strangling a son, it's Homer and Bart Simpson <laughs> and Coach HP and his dad. Coach HP with his dad's knuckles indented on his forehead. <laughs> I remember I had a, when I was a kid, I had the Coach HP toy that you squeeze and his eyes bulge out. <laughs> <laughs> I was really famous for this. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get this reference that we're about to hear, and maybe I'm missing something. I'll get that too. So, like, I'll, I'll say something like, "Oh yeah, Rogan opened that new club in Austin." Like, club? I'm like, yeah, it's for stand up mothership. Like, Rogan does comedy. He's he's the fear factor guy. I'm like, are you shitting me? Yeah, they don't know. You know, hot tub time machine. They what does that mean? Was he in hot tub time machine? No, he. Brendan's saying you don't know Joe Rogan as a comedian. You must own a hot tub time machine. Oh, I really don't get it. Neither do I. First of all, if I'm not mistaken, hot tub time machine, it was a hot tub, but it worked as a regular time machine, right? It worked as a regular time machine and um, a regular hot tub. Just don't spill that energy drink on it. Listen, we're not here to focus on Brendan's aspect of this interview, but what are you in a hot tub time machine? What does that mean? That that feels very bong hit transplant where I'm like, what do you mean? Because even if you were in a time machine and you went back to Fear Factor, he was still a comic. 
Right. Yeah, I don't get what he's... Also, now, even if you had this hot tub time machine, he's way more famous for his podcast. Way more. So it's weirder that someone now would think of him as the Fear Factor guy because he has the biggest podcast on the planet. He is so known for the podcast. 13 million people listen to it. That's fucking nuts. I might start using that now, though. What are you in a hot tub time machine? <laughs> Please don't. Hey, Mike, did you do the dishes yet? What are you in a hot tub time machine, sweetheart? That'll go well. It'll piss her off. Mean? It'll piss her off. Who knows? It'll piss her off and confuse her. Well, then I can get famous by knocking her out. <laughs> or even more famous if she knocks you out. <laughs> there he goes. He's like a domestic violence victim. Yeah, why couldn't you beat me in front of my baseball team when I was younger? I don't understand. Was this getting like reported on the news? Why was he so famous? I have no idea. I feel like we got to do a deep dive into this guy at some point. <laughs> um, It'd be great if like uh, we Google image Coach HP and it's just images of his father beating the shit out of him. <laughs> there, I mean, he, he's not wrong. Because he didn't say like, uh, you know, like locally famous or his town was aware that his dad beat him. No, he said, here's a little bit about me. I don't know if you know this. I was the biggest failure in Florida baseball history. I got famous because my dad beat the shit out of me. <laughs> That's what he said. I can only go by the man's words. Oh, that'd be so great. Just because he knows Shab is a, a UFC fighter. He's like, dude, I'm only doing this interview. I need you to do me a huge favor. Can you come to Christmas with me? <laughs> it's about time we put this 80 year old out of his misery. <laughs> uh, next, we have the Shab legacy. Well, this is, I mean, you you know, you guys think of Brendan Schaub now, but what about Schaub's generations from now? You now as a dad, you get your son on Sundays, you go to the car place, oh, yeah, we have routine. show him around, the yeah, ice man. cream. So you're a routine guy. Routine is so important. Yeah. And the hat, because that's what you're going to remember. So what's going to happen? You're creating a legacy right now without even knowing. Yep. And you got two boys, which are the, the, the sex that's losing now the most is boys because the guys like you are not around. What? It's like the comedy equivalent of the Kennedys, where like generations from now will be like, another shop. Doesn't the, can this family have any more? I have is to it gi- possible? I have to give Shab credit. Most of the time, he's like, he's like being polite, but you can see it on his face. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but well, here's the thing is I can't even blame it. So, so there are points where it gets, you can tell he allows it to happen. Yeah. But like, that would be anybody. If you just sat here and spoke about me like this, eventually I'd be like, well, you are right. I am, right. <laughs> yeah, I we, am pretty swell. Wait till we see the next time you're on with David Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I am. I am the bell of the ball. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, this next one is an Adam Egick question. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, you know, we talk a lot about Norm. And you guys remember uh, Adam Egan asking, where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> I would say this is on par with that. And ju- just as funny, I would say. And not a joke. <laughs> you are the godfather of this podcast space. With I mean, already. Hold on. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, does he mean the physical room he's in? Because he is in Shab's room. <laughs> it's, uh, the, ta- the table says thick boy on it. So like I don't the the Godfather. (laughs) Like how would that not be Rogan or Marin? If we're if we're gonna trickle down, maybe uh, Adam Carolla or Adam Curry, you know? 
Ugh. I'd allow any of those. Brendan Schaub's the godfather of podcasting now? Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And by the way, we did, I didn't pick moments from like this guy buttering Brendan up at the beginning. These are scattered throughout the entire... It's what the whole episode This is. episode is an hour and like four minutes long. It's the entirety of the episode. I have clips from every, you know, every three minutes there's a new clip. <laughs> You're the godfather of this podcast space with in your group of with what you've done, right? What are your he says in your group, which includes, by the way, Joe Rogan, Rogan. and Theo Vaughn. Rogan, Theo Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> at what at a time, Chris D'Elia. Segura, Kreischer. Segura Kreischer. <laughs> I can most of them are more successful than Brendan at yeah, this point. I need Coach HP to go look at the top charts. Everyone in his group is at the top of those. <laughs> I'm not, you're, now Coach HP is making me say that Brendan is unsuccessful because like, he's a successful guy, sure. The godfather of podcasting? <laughs> oh boy. He's literally friends with the biggest podcasters. They're all his best friends. Like if he looked at like, uh, that Twitter thing that shows all your relationships with everyone you engage with, they're all, the yeah. bi- all way bigger in the medium right. than him. Except Eric Griffin. That's the only one you could argue. Yeah, and that was just a... a wasn't that a Dalia replacement? <laughs> like, right. We gotta, get, we gotta get rid of this guy. You are the godfather of this podcast space with, in your group of with what you've done, right? What, in your opinion, because I, I know you always say there's a lot of people now, everybody has a podcast and mm-hmm. stuff. What makes a good podcast, in your opinion? You're, you're, you're a borderline expert in this thing. Like, you know, man, in your bones, you know, I like this, I like that. In your opinion, what, what makes you good? What makes you good? To Brendan's credit, he's like, I don't know, a lot of things. <laughs> like, how are you going to answer that? What makes a good podcast? There's, there's about 300. So I don't know. Go find one. I don't know. I'm confident in myself, I guess. Like, fuck. <laughs> Jeez, guy. Uh, a, terrible, a terrible question, but it's on the must-ask list if you're thinking of ways to jerk this guy off. Yeah. <laughs> there are only so many things you can ask if you have to be this glowing about everything Brendan. No, we move, we move. Let's, let's just move. Let's move past it. It was a one-off probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's done now. Yeah. Uh, next clip is uh Brendan's greatest strength. <laughs> oh, good. I was, <laughs> I was hoping we'd get to that because we've heard of so many of his strengths. That's right. But I've been thinking, which is his greatest? No, dude, but I, because I want to take that out of your like whole thing, because why do you think you're so good on fight companion? Because you're not thinking. Correct. You're like, boom, boom. I get up, you're sometimes so I get in trouble. Good. Sometimes no, but you're so yeah. good shooting from the hip. You know, you know why that is? It's, uh, it'd be like if you're a seven year old playing with 14 year olds who are all, all, all stars at baseball. Okay. None of this makes sense to me. Um, I think I shockingly know what he means there. Of course you do. No, because he's, he's with a bunch of people watching fights, but he's been in the octagon, so he's like the... How is that a 17-year-old playing with 14-year-olds? He's that much more experienced in the field. That's as to best be as... the opposite. That's as best as I can... No, he's the 14-year-old in this scenario. No, he's the 7-year-old. Then I have no fucking clue. I was trying. I'm trying. How would him be... How would a 17-year-old playing with 14-year-olds make him the 14-year-old? 7-year-old versus 14-year-old? Well, now we have to listen again so Craig can understand. Listen to the clip again. I, oh, maybe if it's 17, not 7, okay. No, dude, but I, because I want to take Let's that see. out of your, like, whole thing, because why do you think... Craig's not understanding. Any, would you just say 17? I thought it was 7 and 14-year-olds. It is. 
Yeah, and I thought in this scenario, Brendan Craig, Craig is so flustered. We're bringing up seven and fourteen year olds. You can't think that's straight. that's Craig, just bullshit. That's come bullshit. if you have to. That's bullshit. Get a clear mind and listen to the clip. Unfight fight companion because you're not thinking. Correct. You're like boom, boom. boom. I get out there. Sometimes so I get in trouble. Good. Sometimes no, you're trouble. so yeah. good shooting from the hip. You know, you know why that is. It's uh, it'd be like if you're a seven year old playing with fourteen year olds who are all 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 stars at baseball. Yeah, like I think he's saying, like he's the old all star that's more experienced. He's all of them, Craig. How would that analogy make any sense? I don't know. I'm trying. I thought we were a team. Make any sense? I thought we were team Brendan on this show. We're not just gonna lie. What are you talking about? (laughs) Now, what you said doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to figure out what he's talking about. In his analogy, he is the multiple people, and everyone else is the one kid. Yeah, I don't fucking. I don't fucking know. What happens? You bring up a seven year old, and Craig's all who. All excited. This this is erroneous. So filled with jizz. <laughs> Get it out of your ears. Joe Batteries. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we can, can we play that clip again so I can make fun of it now that you understand it? Yeah. I was trying to help him out. I don't know. No, dude, but I because I want to take that out of your like whole thing because why do you think you're so good on Fight Companion? Because you're not thinking. Correct. Well, hold on. Like, I wish you let Brendan answer. Why do you think you're so good? <laughs> the answer should be because I was a top ten UFC yeah, fighter. I'm I'm experienced. I, I'm I'm a good communicator, and I'm experienced in the field, so I know what I'm talking about, and I'm able able to deliver my message well. For instance, Not, yeah, you've put zero thought into it. <laughs> you don't think, dude. <laughs> You know what I like about you and your insight is you've never put an ounce of thought into any of it. Your brain is off when you're doing this. <laughs> you're just spewing out horse shit. You're not even, it doesn't even register in your mind. It's just falling out of your mouth. No, dude, but I, because I want to take that out of your like whole thing, because why do you think you're so good on Fight Companion? Because you're not thinking. Correct. You're like, boom, boom. boom. I get out there. Sometimes so I get in trouble. Good. I don't think Brendan was thinking up. there, ironically. I think he's checked out. Why, why do you think you're so good on this podcast? Because you're not thinking. Correct. Immediately he interrupts him to say correct. That's not why, Brenda. I don't know if he's good or not. I don't watch those. But that's certainly not why you're good is because you put no thought into it. And aren't the fight companions stolen from Rogan? Uh, yeah, pretty much. But hey, I mean, Rogan's not the only guy to do that type of shit, you know? No, I know. But it's like legit the exact same show yeah it's a little weird when it's like yeah you know uh, brendan is a fighter so i understand why he would do fight analysis for sure you know so yeah. good shooting from the hip you know you know why that is it's uh it'd be like if you're a seven-year-old playing with 14 year olds who are all 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 stars at baseball i don't know why i defended that that doesn't make any fucking sense no of course it doesn't that craig Craig just saw the kids nope. running around the field in their little outfits that he thinks are so cute. No, nope, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> uh, Coach, Coach HP, could you make your uniforms a little tighter? See, like the, the, the announcers would have been like, I'm the, I'm the fucking senior and they're all freshmen that have never played before. Or some shit. I don't get. So he's trying to say that if you're a seven year old. And you don't have a brain. So you put a retarded seven-year-old on a team of 14-year-olds. That kid is going to be the greatest comedian on the planet. I think that's what the analogy is. And he's going to know exactly what's going on in this fight. If you put a dim-witted seven-year-old 
on a team of high school, on the freshman baseball team, they're going to be the godfather of California <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> he's the, he's the, this is like uh, when the Corleones moved to Reno and everyone else took over in New York. That's Schaub's role now in California. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is uh, a clip that you foreshadowed about a rapper. Oh, well, hey. When you're thinking of uh, famous people, I, I would say, like, uh, Taylor Swift is probably the f- most famous musician, maybe the most famous artist, certainly in America right now. Uh, the whole world. But, but, but I, I, I'd say the world, I don't know enough internationally to really argue with it, because then you'll, someone will answer with some, you know, Spanish singer we've never heard of or something. Mm-hmm. Let's say America. Taylor Swift, Drake is probably second, right? Uh, you could argue. Well, he's he's sure. up there. Yep. Let's hear how Brendan Schaub's exactly like Drake. <laughs> your point too with with I don't mean to interrupt no, no, your point too with Drake. What I find fascinating about Drake, obviously everyone loves Drake. He's the biggest in the world. He's all he's all good, uh, money wise. There's nobody bigger. If you've seen his house, his car, it's insane. But now he's like, all right, I've checked that box. Now I want people to get to know me. And you see him on these podcasts. Like you saw that podcast, with the little white girl, with the chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so funny. He's so funny. But he's like you. He's so good. Just like you, right? <laughs> We're gonna find out how. But like Brendan's not even done talking, and he's like, but he's like you. He's exactly like you, Brendan. It's Drake and you. Like this is one of those ones that like an episode comes out and Brendan. His, his team has to be like, this needs to get nuked off the internet. In, in a way, it's actually kind of an insult. What he said, like, Brendan saying Drake is re- like really funny in interviews, like funnier than you would expect a musician to be. Mm-hmm. And Coach HP just heard the word funny and was like, oh, Brendan, compliment time. He's just like you. Yeah, you're you were. He's f- funny. He's just like you. <laughs> you're a fighter. You're not allowed to have a sense of humor. Well, you know, if you told like uh, Louis C.K., like, hey, you're about as funny as Drake. I don't know if that would be a compliment necessarily. Nope. Podcast? Like you saw that podcast with the little white with, girl? With the chick, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so funny. He's, he's so funny. But he's like you. He's so but good. He's but, but he remember his first video, remember he paid all the characters. Yes. And he made fun of himself. So good, dude. So that if the, I think people see that, and granted, you realize he's the best rapper in the game today. Yeah. But you him doing this, going out there and he's on Caleb Presley's podcast yeah. and he's laughing, talking about his son. Yeah. And he goes with that uh, little white girl. I think it just it knocks down that wall. You're like, oh my, he's just like us, and that's you. Yeah, but except you're six four, <laughs> set of hair, yeah. the chain, yeah. the roll. Again, I'll credit Brendan because like Brendan's not even trying to make it about him at all. At all, he's just complimenting Drake. Has nothing to do with Brendan. And this guy is like, I need. We're getting way too. F- we're talking about a third person. We're talking about someone that isn't in the room right now? No, no, no. I got to steer this thing right back to how great Brendan is. He brings up his appearance again, too. He goes back to the hair, man. (laughs) It's just like you. Brendan's talking about how funny Drake is, and he's like, that's exactly like your great head of hair. And the other thing is, too, is Shab's like, yeah, you just wouldn't expect it from him. He's funny. Like, uh, for a rapper on a podcast, he's he's an entertaining listen. And he's like, just like you. Just like you. Just like you. Oh, like you? the chain, the hair. <laughs> <laughs> Model. 
I wish Joe Matteris was on this episode. <laughs> yeah. But except you're 6'4", set of hair. Yeah. The chain, oh, the I'm rolly. sorry. We misunderstood. Go back a little bit. That was silly us. I said he was saying Brendan's as good as Drake. <laughs> what, what am I, a fucking moron? <laughs> Brendan is so much better than Drake. <laughs> he's taller. He's got better hair. He's more handsome. He's more buff. He's funnier. Brendan is Drake if Drake were perfect. <laughs> oh, come on. Rapper in the game today. Yeah. But you, you, him doing this, going out there, and he's on Caleb Presley's podcast, yeah. and he's laughing, talking about his son, yeah. and he goes with that uh, little white girl. I think it just it knocks down that wall. You're like, oh, my, he's just like us. And that's you. Yeah. But except you're 6'4", set of hair, yeah. the chain, yeah. the roly, yeah. the fucking Ferrari. So people Brendan, get, why are you saying yeah to all of this? I think <laughs> he's, there's nothing in you that's like, well, no. <laughs> he does look uncomfortable. It's it's I, I can't imagine not being when you're just having a conversation about how great Drake is. And this guy's like, well, that's like you, but you're better. OK, how did we get here? You're the best. <laughs> Imagine, that would be so uncomfortable. I feel like even if you were a famous person that is used to having people kiss their ass, if this guy, they're just talking about a musician and he's like, but, but Brendan, you, this is like a script, a bad scripted movie. Like, you know, in like nineties comedies, there would be the bully. And then there was like one of his henchmen always kicking his ass. Like, Hey, you're the, you're the man, Brendan. Don't let anyone tell like uh Bradley Cooper in wedding crashers. Yeah. Yeah, but you're the sack. <laughs> That's where this guy is. Where like the conversation's not even about. And now eventually, Brennan's like, "You're right. I am. I am all those things." <laughs> yeah, but you can see if you if you like if you're watching along, you can see that Shab's kind of like uncomfortable. I hope so. I hope that's true. He's laughing, talking about his son. Yeah. And he goes with that the little white girl. I think it just it knocks down that wall. You're like, oh my, he's just like us, and that's you. Yeah. But except you're 6'4", set of hair, yeah. the chain, yeah. the roly, yeah. the fucking Ferrari. So people get it. They forget that. But if somebody Ferrari. takes the time to get to know you. don't think Drake yeah. can, can afford a car? I think he's got probably six Ferraris at every house he owns. I mean, you know, Drake's pretty cool. But does he have a vehicle? Hmm? Does he have a Rolex to tell the time on his wrist? Yeah. You're not taking the bus like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Canada. Ew. <laughs> Coolest guy in the world, yeah. bro. This guy's gonna. This guy will even back me. Yep. And, oh yeah. But you see what I'm this saying? Is my favorite thing to do. That's what you do. That's what you do. You're the greatest, Brendan. This is. This is the best. It's crazy. It doesn't stop for an hour and ten minutes or whatever the hell it was. We have three clips left of this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, what's what's the next one? Um. <laughs> This this one is all right. This is one that I will uh, give shop credit again, but uh, okay. this one's still on the rise. Oh well, I'm sure I'm gonna have to call you wrong again if I remember right. But let's hear it. Oh, I'll give him credit for a part of it. Okay, I I got a vibe. Your your comedy you've been doing for a while. This is your peak. You're here right now, bro. Yeah, so this is where I give him credit right there. Jesus Christ. So he goes, here's your peak. Here's where you're at. And Shab goes, uh, no. And he puts his where he's at way down. 
Okay, good. Brendan's trying to be a little self-deprecating. He's like, please stop this, dude. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I was hoping to... God, hey, they are going to bust my balls so bad for this. So he, he grabs his hand where he says he's at, and he like pushes... He's like, more like here. Like, like yeah, pushes yeah, yeah. it See, down. See, guys, I'm trying to correct him. <laughs> he's just, I just want Shop to just go... I can't control this maniac. <laughs> I just want Shop to just go like, dude, I'm not going to fuck you. He's <laughs> <laughs> off the table. <laughs> I I got a vibe. Your your comedy you've been doing for a while. This is your peak. You're here right now, bro. Yeah, You're, I'd even go here. No, 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 no. I'm saying, look, I'm calling you. You're right here, right? Yeah. There's gonna be a time where this. He can't is even laugh at that, bro. Like Brendan's making a joke. He's like, no, Brendan. <laughs> He's like, you, no, no self-deprecation. This here. is no laughing matter, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike you, every punchline you say, this is not a laughing matter. <laughs> gonna play together? Yeah. Oh my God. Bro. Yeah, brother. Yeah, like, and I'm literally gonna that. sit there and be like, yeah. like you're gonna be with your son in Madison Square Garden. I'm telling you, Tiger was gonna whatever, yeah. and you're gonna sit there and go, ho ho ho, look at me now, bro. Yeah. yeah. Madison coming, Square Garden. Well, I almost missed that. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Scott's. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's trying to convince poor Brendan he's going to be at Madison Square Garden. To be fair, he's what, like eight years in? In eight more years, maybe. Coach HP, hold on. Now to both of you assholes, you and Coach HP. I'm trying We were at Laugh Boston uh, a year ago at this time, I believe. Last October, November, something like that. Quarterful. We, uh, you know, we walked, we walked in there and. Seats about 300, 250 people, I think. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. We had uh, we had room to stretch our legs for sure. Yeah, I think we, I thought there was a little room. <laughs> it's Trader Joe's now, parking lot. You guys, now I got to inform you and Coach HP. Maybe you don't know this. Madison Square Garden holds 20,000 people. Sure, WrestleMania 20. So, so roughly, roughly a thousand of Laugh Boston. <laughs> So I don't think anytime soon uh, Brendan Schaub will be making the same Andrew Schultz video with his dad crying at uh, an empty MSG. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying, look, I'm calling you. You're right here, right? Yeah. There's going to be a time where this is got all these things are going to play together. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bro. Yeah, brother. Yeah, like and you're I'm gonna that. sit there and be like, yeah. like you're gonna be with your son in Madison Square Garden. I'm telling you, Tiger was gonna whatever, yeah. and you're gonna sit there and go, ho ho ho, look at me now, bro. Yeah, yeah. it's coming, it's coming, but in time. Yeah, it takes you know, time, we 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 did this, okay? It. We yeah. run with a little of my coach. If I coach your son until he's 18, that's when I think. I think if you keep paying me for the next 10 years, I think that's when you're gonna hit Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I feel like. I don't know if I'm reading Shaw wrong, but like the way he's like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like, dude, stop. I don't know. You keep taking it that way. I kind of take it like he's enjoying the massage a little bit. I think both can be true, but he's not really speaking much. He's just kind of like, yeah, like it's just, yeah, well, I cut out a few of his responses. It's but. it's like dismissive sounding like, yeah. Sound off in the uh, comments. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Sound off in the yeah, comments. Yeah, you guys let us know what you think. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I forgot to do what Hackride asked us. Oh, well, today's not the day to do it anyways, but apparently like YouTube wants us at the end of every segment to be like, and become a YouTube member. We have gifted memberships open now. But today would probably be a bad day to start that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're, we're, we're pretending like we're never coming back to YouTube <laughs> yeah. today. Hey, yeah. fuck you guys. 
You know what? We'll see you next week. You know what? We need we we're gonna hit five thousand subscribers on some platform. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be the real shame is to have to start over. I know. I know. Join us on Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What's uh what's the next one? Uh <laughs> just hitting this drum again. No one like him. I mean, he's one of a kind. If you haven't heard that yet, folks, the he's he really is a unique talent. <laughs> Seven years. I've been headlined seven years now. Go and watch their videos seven years in. You can see my videos. You know how cool that is? So the way I view it is in, you know, in five years. So I've been doing it for 13. You know how much better I'll be? And you guys can go back and look at that stuff. Imagine if you do that with Bill Burr and Louis C.K. And I'm never, the, the grind, like, the, that never scares me. I embrace the grind. No, and remember, we're not used to seeing funny guys like you. Yes. So it's a first, like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, wait. It, it takes time, and it takes time. And to, it takes- to- <laughs> Even Sean just, Sean just covers his mouth. He mentions Bill Burr and Louis C.K. Oh, you've forgotten, Brendan. Funny like you. I don't think so. It's interesting because I don't think Brendan has forgotten funny people because he's he mentions Bill Burr and Louis C.K., two of the funniest of their generation. And what Coach HP says is, What you've forgotten is we've never seen someone as talented as you. Sure, we've seen assholes like Louis and Burr. Yeah. Who gives a fuck about them? Co- we've never seen anyone like Brendan Schubb. Coach HP's got the dude, I'm gonna fuck you so good tonight. Look in his eye. <laughs> this is this is crazy. <laughs> I think we need to hit the end, the last half of this video again. <sighs> All right. I'm sorry. Imagine if you do that with Bill Burr and Louis C.K. And I'm never, the, the grind, like, the, that never scares me. I embrace the grind. No, and remember, we're not used to seeing funny guys like you. Yes. So it's a first, like, whoa. See, but, minute, whoa, why, whoa. Brendan, don't say yes to that. <laughs> That's he just, my issue. He just goes, yeah. like, yes. Yeah, but, like, his body language is he goes, yeah, he covers his mouth and, like, sits back, like, here we fucking go again. <laughs> I, I hope you're right, but I can't imagine someone saying, like, I mentioned the names Bill Burr and Lucy K, and they're like, we've never seen anyone like you, and me going, yes, correct. Dude. Absolutely. All right, but right. also keep in mind, we're at the point now, this is like 50 minutes in. Yeah, it's been about an hour of fellatio, so hey. Brendan is, he's ready to bust. He's it's just about fu- time. He's just fucking, yeah, <laughs> it's about time, dude. <laughs> Embrace the grind. No, and remember, we're not used to seeing funny guys like you. Yes. So it's a first. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, wait. It, it takes a time first. It takes time. That's what's amazing. Is a hundred years of stand-up comedy essentially. We've never seen anyone you know? like you. Never seen anyone like from Lenny Bruce to Mort Saul, all the way to fucking uh, Chappelle and Norm Macdonald and Matt Rife. Never seen anyone like you. Now, the whole reason we've been doing this is to get to this last clip. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is what, this is the one that, uh, Cyan Z pulled. And I think he was correct because this is the, it's the one clip where you're like, what? We must not understand something about their relationship. Their relationship. There's something we don't know. Like this isn't Did a scorn. The, 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 Kids that Brendan pulled out of a burning car or whatever happened was this guy's kids. Were those Coach HP's children? Or like he's acting like a scorned lover that was left at the altar. This is like Brendan is all this man wants in life is to be with Brendan Shaw. (laughs) And this clip is just uncomfortable. It's it's nuts. I 
I'm gonna tell you this from the bottom of my heart, man. I might get emotional here. I can't thank you enough. No, give me that. I'm telling you, make me cry. I uh, I've been watching your career. Hold on. Long- to be fair, this is exactly what uh, AARP Steve did at the end of uh, the Laugh Boston show. Right. <laughs> he, he did break down crying and say, "Like I just, <laughs> I thank you so much for taking me here." It was a great show. <laughs> this is another. This is another body language move from Shab. Though he goes, "Dude, stop!" And you can tell he wants to start laughing at this guy crying. <laughs> this guy, this guy is weeping just at the mere idea of. They did not have an emotional conversation throughout this hour. It pretty much what you heard was the tone of the entire hour, and then it ends with him saying. I'm going to get emotional and he can't keep it together for one more second. He said, I'm going to get to, I'm going to get emotional right at the buzzer. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> that's a, that's a, like you're running to the toilet and a little shit gets on your pants <laughs> as you pull them down. That was an explosion of tears right at the, yeah. right at the buzzer. I, I'm going to tell you this from the bottom of my heart, man. I might get emotional here. I can't thank you enough. No, <laughs> give me this time. I'm telling you, make me cry. I, uh, I've been watching your career for a long time, and I appreciate you. Thank you. What you now, do. hold on. It is pretty normal for people that have watched Brendan's career for a long time to cry, to break down in tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. I think Craig and I hugged at the end of Gringo Poppy. <laughs> for a while, yeah. So I understand it. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like the same reasoning that Coach, e- Coach HP has. I called Mike at 2 in the morning. Of course, he answered, and I was like, dude, I can't get Gringo Poppy out of my head. You either? <laughs> <laughs> Through my tears, of course. Yeah, and then, he, and then Mike goes, <laughs> and Mike was like, what you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan! How can it only How be? How do you do it? Why was it only 25 minutes? Oh, you and that mountain lion. The closer was so good. <laughs> you always leave us wanting more. <laughs> I think the name of this episode is going to be I'm going to get emotional here. You'd be surprised at how moved I am by your comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for coach. For so many people. We met for a reason. And, and, and oh. wanted- See, they're, they're dating. God put us on the same path, man. <laughs> Right now, right here in front of these microphones, yep, it feels like we're the only two people on the planet. Now, is there a shot that after this, Shab was like, all right, dude, that wasn't live. You still want me to put that out? <laughs> well, it's not Shab's podcast. No, I know. But he could. he's like, as a friend, being like, you probably don't want yeah, this out there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to put that up, man. <laughs> you can just, you can just keep it for yourself and watch it on Christmas. I think, I think, and this is, I, I'll admit this is based on some Reddit comments that I saw. I think this Coach HP is just such a whore that he wants to be in, like, the Rogan universe so badly that he's willing to suck anything they put in front of him. This is not the way to go about it or the person to suck. Yeah, what do you think? Rogan's going to now be like, hey, you know, do, do you think that monkeys could fly to space or whatever the fuck he asks people now? Oh, he'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I saw you blow Brendan Schaub. Like, <laughs> come on my show. A guy I won't even invite to my new club. <laughs> he's not allowed here anymore. <laughs> Oh, I will say, I I don't know if Brendan's ever admitted this. Um, He maybe he has, 
because it didn't seem like the first time he said it. But uh, he said that Rogan told Get him access not to, to do, prim- you'd be surprised. He said Rogan told him not to do that? Yeah. He said, I understand why you would want to. Like, you know, it's hard to turn down the money. It's a big opportunity. You're only two years in. But I wouldn't do it if I were you. <laughs> I don't know if Shab's ever said that before, but. Uh, I don't think so. Because I think that the, anytime they get together, they just mostly talk about who. I was surprised. You say you'd be surprised. I was surprised. <laughs> Stunned. All right. Let's finish this. This, <laughs> this fucking. I mean, this is the, like, this is, you know. Uh, at the end of Jerry Maguire. Like, right. I don't understand what I'm watching. Let's get to the hot load in the back of the throat. <laughs> and I appreciate you. Thank you. What man. you do for so many people. We met for a reason. And, and, and I wanted you to, to feel <laughs> this energy that I'm coming to you with because. No, no one I, should feel that. You're a man, Coach HP. Please stop. I want, I want you to feel my energy. Can I just just hug you for once one more time? If a girl did this to me, I'd be like, okay, like I'm pretty uncomfortable, but I, right. I appreciate that you you liked me this much. Coach HP is gonna start crying, and be like, ah, oh, you even smell good. Are you seeing anyone? <laughs> I bet you're gonna go home to your whore wife after this, aren't you? <laughs> Could be us. <laughs> What it looks like. What did she know? give you that I can't? <laughs> Vagina. I'll get surgery. <laughs> this Jesus Christ. To with because I know what it looks like in the world sometimes to you, but it ain't the real world. Yeah. The real world needs a guy like now, you. Now, Jim Valvano gave a legendary speech at the uh, ESPYs years ago. He was dying of cancer. He wasn't this emotional. <laughs> like there are men on the brink of death or that are going to war, the rallying the troops that give speeches that aren't this passionate about what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. I just, went, I just went and looked at uh, comments real quick. Like as this is uh, um, clips playing, yeah. someone wrote coach, you seem awesome, but for God's sake, don't get mixed in with Brenda's world. He ditched his, I don't know if this is true. I'm just reading the comment. He yeah. ditched his wife when she miscarried just to go do a podcast and is constantly negative to everyone who can't help him out in some way. And Coach HP responded and just wrote, thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Someone underneath wrote, tell Bob what to lay off the Botox. He's looking more puffy than usual. How? Now, here's where the fighter and the kid subreddit goes too far. How do you watch this and criticize Brendan only? I, I don't know. But like I said, it says, tell Bob to lay off the Botox. He's looking more puffy than usual. Coach HP comments. Thanks for the comment, my man. Well, he knows it'll work that algorithm. <laughs> yeah. Huh? You know, I do that sometimes where I respond to obviously negative comments with just like thanks or whatever. <laughs> It's not like that, where they're like, hey, you know, they, they don't list all of Craig's crimes, and I just say thanks, you know? It wouldn't make any sense. No crimes to list. No crimes okay, to list. Whatever. To keep being a leader, yep. to keep doing what you're doing, even if nobody's going west, and you're like, man, my heart tells me to go west, go west. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And go west. I've been, I've been <laughs> dying to reach out for a while, but further. I'm like, 
you know, because once you send a DM and you're like, ah, you know, but this to me is so important that I got to. Yeah, Brendan's just walking into the Pacific Ocean thanks to this guy. Yeah, <laughs> he t- he's told me to keep going. <laughs> I don't. He seemed to believe in me. I had no choice. <laughs> I mean, I've never felt so good in my life. He's, he's the only person that's ever believed in me. <laughs> I've never felt as good in my entire life. I have to keep going. <laughs> That I got to share this opportunity yeah, with I you, bro. So it, I'm brother. super, super oh, grateful. No, I'm grateful you came, man. I'm super grateful. Before I let you go, man, any questions for me? Anything I can help you with? <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you really friend? <laughs> Sean's like, uh, uh. <laughs> Anything you want to ask me? Yeah. Why were you famous for your dad beating you? <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of glossed over this, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't spend nearly enough time on that 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I like how when he, I think there's something to this guy just trying to become famous because the waterworks immediately stop he's like anything for me well they immediately started and immediately stopped don't forget that either where he goes i'm gonna get emotional (laughs) 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 brendan i love you (laughs) all right anything you want to ask me now i'm grateful you came man. i'm super grateful before i let you go man any questions for me anything i can help you with uh, but, I mean, we're friends now, brother, so I'm going to be blowing you up, you know? <laughs> See what you came into my life. For a I'll give Brendan that one. Yeah. Where he's like, no, I'll probably just text you all the time. So <laughs> don't worry about, you know what? And I'll text you first. So don't worry about that. Yep. If you're like, man, I wonder how he's doing. Don't worry. I'll text you when the time's right. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't, you can't give Brendan any shit for this. And, and hey, if you don't hear from me, it's because I'm so busy being the greatest celebrity on the planet. This guy's like, you're so great. Any questions for me? And then he just sits there and he's like, he's going to ask me to join his network. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, mm-hmm. Yes. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to ask me to join his network right now. You want to ask <laughs> if I have uh, any time to co-host Fighter and the Kid? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like a fight companion before like uh, the baseball uh, playoffs. What do you think? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Does that, is there more to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. We still got like 30 seconds. Oh. Now, brother, so I'm going to be blowing you up. You know, see, you came into my life for a reason. You know, I don't believe in cunt. You know, just coincidence. I don't believe in cunt. I believe we met for a reason. Is that what he just said? Yeah. Not anymore. You've changed my way. <laughs> yeah. After, only. after this interview, I don't believe in cunt. <laughs> <laughs> See, you came into my life for a reason. You know, I don't believe in, con- you know, just coincidences. You know, I, I believe we met for a reason. And, uh, you know, I need more people like you in my life, man. You know, so I'm, I'm no, super no, grateful. No, Brendan, you don't. I don't have enough yes men in my life right now. <laughs> you don't need this. Your ego is the least of your problems, Brendan. You do not need this man. You should think of him as poison. Yes. He's the last thing you want around you. <laughs> brother and whatever i can do for you i don't know how i can help you but i'm always here man dude I, I, the only way to help me is i want you to keep doing what you're doing this that's what make me so happy just keep doing <laughs> what you're doing and let me see if i get tiger before i leave i leave tonight at uh at a, i came here for you <laughs> oh that's what i wanted to mention this man flew in to do this interview with brendan <laughs> i forgot that part of it let me see what the uh the, the view count's been worth it uh. <laughs> so I think I don't know if he often tra- it's not <laughs> but but uh I don't know if he does coach Brendan's that's what everyone was saying was that it's Brendan's kids baseball coach and obviously they did some work while he was in California but I don't know if he's like his regular coach because the guy lives in Florida I think Shab might pay extra money for like off-season training or something with this guy yeah that, that that's kind of I'm, thing uh, some kind of specialist or something so this episode's been up for 10 days mm-hmm 
Um, what do you think the view counts at? And is it? I think it was like two point six, one point seven. Oh, okay. Well, hey, well worth the flight. Oh God. Oh, Brendan, I was hoping to buy a plane ticket. Are you available for a, a, a pole smoking? <laughs> you will fly me in to suck you dry, dude. <laughs> Brendan, I know the internet has stopped allowing you to cheat on your wife, so <laughs> if you'll have me over for a few hours. Jesus Christ. That was like, Coach <clears throat> HP should be embarrassed by that. And, and this is where I say the stuff. And maybe maybe I'm becoming a, a ninny in my old age because I said stop talking about Stuttering John, but I want people to bully Stuttering John. Stuttering John's an asshole. Yeah. He deserves everything he gets. But uh, I just think it'd be funnier to not talk about him and see how he does. But he, I also get the people that talk about him. He would do terrible. On the Fighter and the Kids subreddit, it's like gone too far. Like everything Brendan says, there's a clip where it's like, you believe this fucking idiot? And this... <laughs> Where it's so clearly the other guy is so easily mockable. The comments are like, stay away from this piece of shit, Coach HP. It's like that's where they're going too far. They've lost their way, I think. And at the very they're not about they're not about comedy anymore. They're about taking Brendan down. In, in Coach HP, HP's defense, at the very beginning of this episode, he goes, This is the most positive podcast you're ever gonna hear. Boy, I'll say. <laughs> I mean, he didn't lie. <laughs> he can't. He can't say he's a false advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have time to do Chris D'Elia now as well? Because that's also very important. Oh yeah. I mean, we've waited. Oh, a, we've waited a year for this. <laughs> yeah. So those of you that are new to the channel, it's a it's a yearly tradition. I think at this point that we gather around the fireplace, we hang our stockings with care. And we watch the Delias interact with each other. Uh, sadly, spoiler alert, no Christmas songs this year. <sighs> so I would go back. Was the episode actually titled like Chris Delia's Christmas album or something like that? Uh, I can check right now. It doesn't matter that much, but um, go back and watch that episode first. Cause I think that was a more fun interaction with Delia and his wife. Mm -hmm. But uh, as Craig predicted last week, uh, it is the season to have Kristen D'Elia on the program. Yeah. And we like Kristen D'Elia, Kristen D'Elia on this show. And now it, listen, I don't know what their relationship is like. I don't know the reality of what Chris actually did. I know what he's been accused of over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of these people that's like, I always hate when they're like, how can you be with this person? Like she knows him better than I do. So she's obviously chosen to stay with him. Right. But, she is uh, has no fear of subtly criticizing him on his podcast Crushes for the him. things we all know. Yeah. Uh, the first clip here we have is, uh, what didn't he say? Yeah, so Chris, you'll notice Chris stop himself here, and I'm so curious where his mind oh. went that he wouldn't allow it to. And if uh, the very beginning of this episode, he spent like two straight minutes criticizing the way she speaks into a microphone. Yeah, and bitching at her for hanging decorations yeah. around the house. All the decorations, yeah. if you're watching along, all the decorations you see uh, in his studio, he walked in and she had just hung all of this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sounds like, sounds like a lovingly uh, thing to nah, do. No, no, no. Filthy whore. Yeah. <laughs> you should cheat on her, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. First of all, no men say they only want men around, right? There's no parties where it's like, dude, no chicks allowed, only dudes. Someone's like that. Who? Some oh, babe, your hangouts are like that. But that's not 
Yeah, but I okay. <laughs> Your hangouts are like that, right? But no, but I think he was, but that's because I have to is what I think he wanted to say. I got caught. <laughs> I'm not allowed to hang with 17 year olds anymore. Don't you understand? <laughs> Let's hear that pause again where he, I think he was about to step in something and good for Chris. I think he's maturing a little bit. He almost steps in something every time they speak on these and yeah. they're great. Nobody's like that. Who? Some oh, Babe, your hangouts are like that. But that's not... Yeah, but I okay. So I'm married, though. But like I'm right. saying, when when somebody is just a single, if I wasn't married, or if I was like six months ago. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about Chris D'Elia. Is like again, I, if they're happily married, great. And if he doesn't cheat on on her anymore, terrific. I hope they have a happy life together. But the thing about the Chris D'Elia problem, the documentary by Kyle Anderson, is that the main thing was what made it bad for Chris is. Every interaction he was having with these young girls was either, uh, you know, forcing himself on them or saying like, oh, I wish I could be with you right now. But my <laughs> bitch wife is making me hang with my dumb kid. <laughs> it was that tone for sure. <laughs> but like I'm saying, when, when somebody is just a single dude, they're just they don't want only dudes around. That's right. No, they don't, Chris. Do they? What, what do they want? Why do you enlighten us? I, you got to be honest, though. It's like, uh, you know, I remember being single and being like, yeah, dude, hanging out with the, the boys is just fun sometimes. There's no, no, like. Well, Chris is so obsessed with pussy that, but where he's, this is where he's not being honest. Again, I'm not going to judge a guy if, if he cheated on his wife in the past, whatever. I don't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. My thing with Chris is, and why I believe a lot more happened. Uh, that he wants us to believe is the fact that he never addressed it. The fact that he apologized when everyone was calling him a pedophile, he came out and apologized for cheating on his wife. Right. When the documentary came about about him saying all this behavior was still going on and legitimately accused him of rape, not grooming or any of the other stuff said he was forcing these women to fuck him and, and blow him and all this stuff. Uh, literally said like, do what I say and you won't have any problems. That was, so, that was a legit text that leaked. So when that documentary comes out, Chris goes, Hey, randomly guys, I just went to rehab this month. No, I'm not going to give you any, nothing happened that made me go or anything. I'm not going to talk about why, but I did go to rehab. <laughs> so there's a weirdness to Chris, not addressing any of it. That makes me like uncomfortable. And that's why I think this weirdness is there. It's not because he cheated on his wife or whatever. You know, I, I don't care about what people's relationships are personally. Mm -hmm. But that's the weirdness is like, I think he's a rapist and hasn't addressed it. That's what's uncomfortable about it. What, what did for sure happen, though, is he cheated on his wife. And we get moments like this next clip where she gives him nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was living with Lauren. Like, mm -hmm. I remember... We would decorate for the holidays and we would have nights where we would just stand. We'd drink a glass of wine. We'd do our laundry together. Mm. I maybe slept in my own bed twice. I would only sleep in her bed. And, and she would cuddle. sleep in yours? Yeah. We'd cuddle. So we'd you'd still sleep in opposite beds? We just wanted to be You're together. You're not getting the joke. God, God damn it. She's in her, in her nostalgia. I'm saying she slept in your bed and you slept in her bed. Like at different time, at the no, same I time. get it, but oh, okay. Uh, right. Well, no, it's not that funny, but you, you, you <laughs> I'm have with to you, Kristen. <laughs> uh, Go back now. 
go back just a little bit because our friend Coach HP could learn from Kristen. Yes, Kristen is on her man's podcast, mm -hmm. but she doesn't feel any pressure to laugh at his horrible jokes. God, <laughs> Coach God HP damn could it. Learn from this. He could. He's in her, in her nostalgia. I'm saying she slept in your bed and you slept in her bed. Like at different times, at the no, same I time. I get it, but oh, okay. Uh, right. Well, no, it's not that funny, but you <laughs> you have to at least acknowledge it. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we did. <laughs> she is sick of him pretending he's funny. You're not supposed to react like the internet, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having you in here because you're a fan of mine. Remember, <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> she she is good on these podcasts. Like she makes his episodes actually good. She's not like um. Uh, Kalila. No, I will say it's an interesting instinct. Like, I know everyone wants to hear someone uh, with their wife. Like, hey, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, this guy had his wife on the podcast mm -hmm. and they could just talk about their home life? But what's actually interesting is a Kristen D'Elia interview would be interesting, yet Chris isn't willing to talk about the topic that everyone is curious about. Yeah, there's so it's very convoluted. There's probably some legality, something in writing. Like, yeah, you like that money? You shut your mouth. Oh, so I I mentioned this. I This is weird because, like, anytime Twitter allegations come out, like, I don't know what's true, what's real. I guess another girl has come forward and claimed the LAPD is looking into Chris again for human trafficking. I've seen no, nothing, no articles come out like that or anything. So I don't think it's true, but some, someone on Twitter did say this and there is apparently like a relationship she had with Chris D'Elia at some point. So I don't know. That's a fucking accusation and a half. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I have no idea. So allegedly I, she, she deleted the tweet also. If that's any evidence that it didn't happen. Yeah. It probably didn't happen then. But he did fuck like those 14-year-olds, <laughs> allegedly. Um, this next clip is called Ignoring the Issues. Sure. Look, it's third down. That's what they do. Because yeah. let me tell you something, man. It's so... You have to, I guess, experience what it is you're actually feeling. But, man, I be damned, do you? Because you could just... No. You could just be like, hey, problems? Psh Get out of here. I don't. Do I have problems? Yeah. But do I? Yeah. No. And you know what, babe? I'm going to ball out with the spinach dip. That worked out fantastic no. I, I'm for saying, you. I'm saying you can, you can do that, though. There are guys who do that successfully and then just like die at like 82. I didn't do it successfully. I obviously, <laughs> sure. you know, I a lot of my shit yeah. is hold like. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to him backtrack now. Because he's like, but I could be like all the guys that did it really well. They got away with it. <laughs> she doesn't hold back on these. And I will, to his credit, once. Having her on and putting out the episode? Yes. Yeah. Like he, he doesn't yeah, edit and you it. You know what? I, I will say, if we're being objective today, listening to this episode, I started to think like maybe Chris has kind of grown a little bit. Like there's some stuff he was better at taking than he was last year. Right. So maybe like, Hey, if he's, if he's found help and everything, it's still fun to make fun of, but if he's found help and everything, you know, good, good for him, I guess. But unless the underage, uh, child rape was real, then fuck him. Sure. And hope then he fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's Craig. That's Craig covering for his own sins. Oh, but, oh yeah. Uh, Craig, but <laughs> it's very funny that, she straight up is like, 
Hey, remember how you ignored your issues and lost your entire career? Remember for a little while? Remember? And now everyone's just letting you get away with it, I guess. And then so you just, you're fine. You just put out a special being like, man, I want my career back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Problems? Psh, get out of here. I don't. Do I have problems? Yeah. But do I? Yeah. No. And you know what, babe? I'm going to ball out with the spinach dip. That worked out. Fantastic no. I, I'm for saying, you. I'm saying you can. You remember what everyone you, called you a pedophile? <laughs> that worked out great. <laughs> remember, think of all the people who will return your phone calls right now. Remember them? Can do that, though. There are guys who do that successfully and then just like die at like 82. I didn't do it successfully. I obviously, <laughs> sure. you know, I a lot of my shit yeah. is like arm's length, humor, mm, humor, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like uh, grooming, uh, child molesting, <laughs> you know, that funny stuff. <laughs> Remember those laughs we had, <laughs> you know, the stuff I wish I could keep getting away with. I just wanted to, I want his wife on one of these episodes to be like, I, I really miss Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> How's Rogan doing? You heard from him? You been on there lately? <laughs> How's Austin? You've been invited down? Did you do the uh, comedy mothership yet? <laughs> that big room? Those those Instagram posts, they blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks pretty cool. They were working out with The Rock the other day. You'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Love The Rock. <laughs> um, next, we have them talking about divorce. Yeah, so there are some things that are uh, not so subtle here where it's like, they, and this, where you said, like, give Chris credit for putting it out. This I'll credit him with because this feels like a very real, like, argument simmering under the conversation. For sure. Like, he probably beat the shit out of her as soon as the cameras went off. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know about that. Is that out of his character? Who knows? Allegedly. Yeah, uh, yes. I'll say, yeah, I have no idea. Jesus. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, when it comes to dudes. Yeah. They can do that successfully uh, for 80, 85 years sure. and then just be like, I was a dude. Peace out. And then yeah. the wife is like, oh, man. But here's the I thing. I wish she cried more. <laughs> no, that's actually not what happens. What happens is the guy celebrates his 20th wedding anniversary mm -hmm. and then he goes to work and then he comes home with a note saying that she left because she's been asking for the same things for 20 years and he's just been bearing it and not listening to her. And so then he is sad and lonely for the last 20 years. But I will. Or another way to say that would be like uh, if you're a serial cheater and you get publicly embarrassed and then your wife says, could you stop cheating on me? And then a documentary comes out where you're not only cheating on her, but kind of trashing her, the wife behind the scenes. But it would be like that. Like if you kept ignoring that as a problem <laughs> and that happened for like 20 years, let's say yeah. eventually that person would probably leave. you. <laughs> and so then he is sad and lonely for the last 20 years, but I She's will seen agree. Too many Laura Linney movies. Dude. Oh my God. But I, I do agree. Well, most women initiate divorces. I think it's like 70%. And, well, and the majority of them cite ex exhaustion. Yeah. Which is such an interesting phrasing, because if I think of Chris D'Elia and his comedy and his podcast and his brand, one word would come to mind. Fucking exhaustion. <laughs> Imagine living with him. Oh, my God. He's got to be, unless it's a total character or something. That his whole act with like the repeating and the voices and the inflection there's no better word than exhausting. He's like, like holy a, shit. he's like a fucking spaz the whole time too. Like, how oh. much attention do you need, Chris? I got it. Does he, does he ever like just chill on the couch and like hang? <laughs> well, we'll find out what his hobbies are in a little bit. But um, 
Yeah, this is uh, women's fault. As we know, a man who has grown, he's gone to rehab, he's gone through public scrutiny. Uh, this man has clearly grown, I think. How many how many women go like this? Uh, uh, the kids, and I had to take the thing, and then we had to do this. And, you, and okay, and really, the only thing you have to do is the shit you have to do. But women will be like, ugh, you have no idea. I had to go find Uggs. Oh, my God. I had to go get the, the plants to give to the lady because to say thank you. You don't even need to do all that shit. And then they'll be like, you know what? I'm so exhausted from all the shit that I made up. I'm going to divorce my husband. Yeah. And we're the bad guy. Honey, I know you're joking, but like what percentage of you for real believes that? (laughs) She's about to divorce him on the show. (laughs) It seems like a very real, like this would be so uncomfortable to have on air, which is again why I credit him for putting it out at least. But it feels like there's some real underlying tension here. For sure. Um, Next we have rationalizing. Yeah, you know, Chris has never been one to do this before, so maybe I'm <laughs> taking a leap here. But I think he may be I think he may be summing things up in a way that's beneficial to him. Half of women are probably like that. Christopher. <laughs> Fighting words. But you're not like that, I hope. But like you're real forgiving actually. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I hope. I mean, she stood by him through what would be the worst moment. The Internet is calling you a pedophile. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the FBI looked into him Mm -hmm. and she stood by him. And he's like, no, I don't I don't think you're one of those ladies. But I mean, I don't really know you that well yet. Insane. (laughs) And do you remember? I don't know if you remember on the last episode, the last one of these that we did, Mm -hmm. like he was giving her so much shit. I will say he was better at that. He wasn't as critical of her as a human being. This was more criticizing all women to her face. I bet. I bet they because they do couples like counseling. Yeah, they, they, he talks about it a lot. She probably took that episode to uh, the doctor and was like, "I need you to watch this." And like, you believe this? <laughs> just just watch this. <laughs> yeah. Half of women are probably like that. Christopher. <laughs> Fighting words, but you're not like that. I hope, but like, but like, a what do you whoop, mean? You hope you've known well, me for seven years. No, no, no. But, I'm say, but yeah, I'm saying like, you can still leave me. But I'm saying like because of exhaustion. Oh, no, not yeah. Imagine after all that I've done, you leave me because you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm gonna leave you, you asshole. <laughs> you stayed long enough that like you can collect money when we divorce. <laughs> Because of exhaustion. But yeah, but it's it's there is an interesting like self-awareness where he is kind of like, well, you could leave me because you're fucking exhausted by me. <laughs> At least he has that going. I'll give him that. Right. Because, yeah. But really what it is is you went to Michael's too many times. The craft store. <laughs> you did you stopped. Oh, I forgot. Hold on. <laughs> I gave him credit too quick. I forgot. He was blaming himself for a second and then said, But if you actually did leave me, it would be your fault, just so you know. I think he's joking. We, I think. Well, it's you're right because it's way out of character for him to be like, no. "Hey, if you don't do what I want, I'll kill myself." That's right. That's, that's not something he's been accused of a thousand times. That's right. 
That, Imagine after all we've been through that, <laughs> that was like how you rectified it in your head. Cause you yeah, couldn't come no. to grips with your own like consequences <laughs> yeah. that you face. And you're <laughs> like, you know what? She just went to Michael's yeah. too many times and left my ass. Michael's is a craft store that she's going all go to all the time. And it's, she's not going to leave because of exhaustion because it's not, <laughs> no, no, no. Because it, it, that's <laughs> the shit. Women are gatherers. And they take a bunch of shit and they fucking gather and they got to go out and get the stuff. And well, the guys are the hunters, but the women gather it all together. And before you know it, they're like, oh man, this is too much. I divorce you. Jesus. I do. I do like that. She's like, imagine after everything you've done, it was just, <laughs> if that's how you rationalized it. You know what? I think I, uh, I'm very publicly exhausted with you. <laughs> This one is just labeled Kristen is the best. She's a good egg. I enjoy, I enjoy her on the show. Chris should have her on more quarterly. Maybe I think we should try to get her on this program. We got some. I, I don't think. Well, that, that, here's the thing though. It's like, we make jokes, and everything. She's clearly a loyal wife, right? You know, right. she's nothing if not that. Right. <laughs> well, Dude, here, here's where I think you're but flawed. see, but okay. I, and I want to hear this. Trust me. I really <laughs> want to hear this, but I am so, <laughs> So <laughs> done with this conversation and go ahead and oh, are you? No, 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 I don't even By mean the way, like he brought this up Yeah, and he's realizing how it's coming off and he's like, I'm done. I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Again, I'm stunned. This part wasn't cut out. Yeah, he's the, well, well, you know, what's interesting about that too, is there's a moment later where like he's looking something up and it's like silent and she's like, you can just cut this part out later. Right. And he's like, no, why would we? I was like, she's doing, she's a better podcaster than you, Chris. What are you doing? <laughs> Silence is bad. <laughs> Done with this conversation and go ahead. And oh, are you? No, 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 no. I don't even mean like moving on. I mean like keep going, but like, I think I am done paying attention. That's helpful. <laughs> sure. But I'm, I'm, but I, I'm, I'm being Which loving. Which would be a reason if you did that Exhaustion. consistently that women would leave it. Yeah. Talk to the microphone and go ahead. And what were you going to say about the, the flaws? Go ahead. I want to hear it. Well, I'm just saying your flaw yeah. specifically is of course. over the years, because you know you have a thing with women, <laughs> some deep scene and issues surrounding women. Babe. What? <laughs> Good um, for her. I mean, without getting like too nitty gritty about it. But that their age might be a problem. <laughs> without, yeah, you know, you'll like when they're still in high school. <laughs> I'm still going to believe you until you're in cuffs that you're not lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to assume you're not doing it anymore, even though the last time you said you weren't doing it anymore, you were still doing it. <laughs> you have had some misconceptions about women that when I've of course heard like them, age. heard you. <laughs> <laughs> what grade are they in, Chris? <laughs> discuss them with me um, and in couples therapy me yeah. and the therapist are both like this okay that you like actually you have to stop doing that meme face <laughs> all right just do it the whole time that you actually believed that like and when you said sushi gave you stomach aches and i thought you were lying he, because you didn't want sushi yeah because that's something that, that you I would do uh, you know what, dude? That gives me so many. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Listen. All right. Look, can we talk about like pants or something? Sure. <laughs> can we just move on for the love of fuck? I'm getting, Stop talking about my issues. I'm getting absolutely crushed right now. <laughs> <laughs> he held in there a lot longer than he usually does. <laughs> that, he, was the, that was he, a good thing. 
Well, we've talked about this in the past too. He has no choice but to just fucking eat that until he's yeah, dead. and he. Well, I'll give him this though. He's better at it now. He said like I'm having her on, so we got to talk about that. He's a little. I mean, you hear him there where he's like, "Can we move on?" Right. Even though he brought all this shit up. Right. But like, it's less snippy and bitchy than it was last year when we watched them. Right. <laughs> uh, we're going back to the gym. You guys remember last week? A couple weeks. Whenever we talked about Chris last, where uh, you know he just loves. Just loves hanging out in the gym, bro. The alarming and, thing. Well, I'm, well, the guy's back in the gym. Maybe Kristen doesn't quite know yet how much he loves the gym. So he has to inform her now as well. The alarming thing is as someone who has been with you for a very long time, mm. when you get obsessed with things, things can go awry. Dude. <laughs> and you in the gym, it's like I love the teenagers. an absolute mm-hmm. love story, which is great for... Like you're working out, you're feeling better about yourself. Your mental health's great. It, oh, yeah. It's giving you endorphins, all these great <sighs> things. But it's more the amount of time that I see you focused on it. Like you're on the couch, I watch scrolling videos, like buff guys, like oh, looking yep. to see you're putting it on YouTube, like whatever cow's watching you, like switch it out so you can watch E-mom. this guy do curls. You mom workouts. Yeah. It's like Dude. a very, you are like so go hard. Yep. I go a hundred miles an hour yeah. or zero miles an hour. Yeah. I have, I, 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 I do, yo, dude, I, I like do, that too. Maybe that's why we get yeah, along. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I do stuff why. at the gym that people come up to me and they go like, what are you doing? And yeah. I say, <laughs> yo, no, no, no. He's about referencing this, the guy last week. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything he does a hundred miles an hour is drive to a 14 year old girl's house. <laughs> drive to a state where it's, it's illegal what he wants to do. <laughs> Um, so we got two left here. Oh, so I just love that he brought back up uh, the gym. Like he's like, I just love, I love being in the gym, man. Remember when you guys were giving me shit about like this guy talking to me? I just love being. In the- Is that the outro yet? By the way, no, not yet. I have everything ready. I just got to oh, do good. it. All right. Um, it will be. Uh, respect. <laughs> respect is the last uh, second to last clip. Oh well, it's something Chris knows very well is respect. Maybe he's learned over the years. Let's hear about it. And I go, mm. even yeah. just doing that right now. It makes me want to stop. Hold on. Mm. That feels nice. So when I work oh, out, can and I I'm tell you what he's talking down. about, by the way? This, I mean, if you like Chris Dillia now, this is going to make you like him so much more. Is that, you know, what kind of guy he is in the gym? Um, you know, like the guy who keeps his headphones on, sticks to himself. The guy that fucking grunts when he drops his weights. Ugh. <sighs> that guy. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of guy because he says it feels good. Does, so that's the kind of guy he is in the gym, I guess. He doesn't have the body type to to do that. He's still scrawny. I, I guess he's looking pretty buff these days. I don't know, according to uh, other gym goers, apparently. That's right. So, so this is this is uh, him in the gym. It makes me want to stop. Hold on. Mm, that feels nice. So when I work out and I'm putting the weights on, and I go Zah! or whatever it is. That shit's nice. That shit's nice. Yeah, I respect you. Well, I don't, but you only respect because I don't give a fuck about it. No, I respect you because <laughs> I respect you because you're my husband and I'm trying to learn how to let you just be you as long as it's not hurting our family. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best one. She's the best. He's <laughs> like, as long as you're just not. Fucking anything that moves. Just, just please. You know, you're, you're not Snapchatting sluts while our toddlers in the back seat. 
then I'm just then I'm just gonna be fine with it. I might, I might roll my eyes, but whatever. I'll live with it at that point. <laughs> but as long as it's not actively hurting our family. Um, this next, this last one we have is short, and it just says, "This hurts my heart." This one hurt me a little bit. Like they're talking about being hurt themselves. It hurt me to hear a little bit where I was like, she's just like, this is her life. Listen, I have two kids now. She's a mom. This is her husband. Like she kind of has to make this work, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's something I need to work on. I need to work on letting you do whatever I want whenever (laughs) I want to. Well, that's a big thing. Like, Chris has not gotten past that. That's it. There's a lot of evidence of him saying, I want to do whatever I want, whenever I want. That's the life of a single person. Right. Yeah. Which makes you think maybe he shouldn't have gotten married. There is an element to Chris. Like, sure. There are clear allegations of rape, but maybe those, maybe those, uh, you know, nosy, bitty, busybodies are just wanting to, a little attention. Who knows? What he wants, you can't have when you're married and have children. It's the Derek Jeter thing where people say, like, Tiger, if Tiger Woods just lived his life like Derek Jeter, no one would have given a shit. Right. You know? Right. So, like, why did Chris get married if he wanted to live? Because he's a selfish guy. But this is it. He says he wants to do whatever he wants to do. And this is Kristen just putting up with that mentality. Yeah, that's something I need to work on. I need to work on letting you do whatever I want whenever <laughs> I want to. I agree. <laughs> I need to work on letting you be you when it's not hurting anybody. Anyone's heart. <laughs> when it's not hurting it. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> she stopped herself from saying my heart specifically. <laughs> He's such a fucking child. When I'm not watching documentaries where they're literally laying out how disrespectful to me you've been. He is such a child. (laughs) I just want to let you do whatever you want. As long as it's not ripping me open and tearing my insides out. (laughs) Uh, So Kristen's a good sport. And here's the thing I'll say about Crystalia. If that's their dynamic in real life, that they can joke like that, and she knows he's innocent of any like real crimes, yeah, then I say good for them and live happily ever after, you know? Right. But the thing is, he's been accused of rape multiple times. And there's a so, lot of evidence. There's a lot of allegations, at least. Allegations. And yeah, that Kyle Anderson laid out some pretty good, <laughs> some pretty good evidence. Yeah, the phone so who calls. knows? But. Yeah. The thing, you know, what's interesting, and it's funny that I'm the one getting these comments. If you know my history, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a lot of comments we've gotten sometimes when we post Chris D'Elia videos is like, "Oh, really? So, uh, what crime did he commit again? What is he guilty of?" And I'm like, yeah, "I guess, but I, I don't know. Are you just saying everyone's lying? I guess is the question. You know, mm-hmm. like Cosby. I mean, he was he was." Uh, Committed of a crime, right? But just got off on a technicality. He got off on the craziest technicality of all time. Convicted, I should say. Um, but yeah, like, you know, like sometimes people get off. Shout out. Like Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. Often in places <laughs> he shouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll tell you one guy who gets off, and that's Craig Ironhead Coney. Nope. Right? Nope. Sure does. I was going to say, on verygoodshow.org. That's right. Just there. Yeah. <laughs> and all around his neighborhood. Nope. Nope. No, it couldn't be me. So Hackride is uh, declining to join us, eh? Yeah, he's not there. And he didn't respond to my last text. Interesting. Which, 
I'm just glad. Oh, uh, guys, go watch. Well, even though he's not here, go watch Hack Red. I guess there's a new show up. I don't know. I got to watch it. It was on uh, a little late for me last night, and then I was doing show prep this morning. But I'll watch it later because I'm curious about uh, it's called like Two Keys or something like that. It's a puppet. Uh, so is he is he fun. going after Tukey? I can't tell if he's like pro Tukey or against him. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, we don't know. Don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I saw. I saw him tweeted out like as I was falling asleep last night and scrolling my phone. So I didn't watch oh, it. It's a bad time to go after Tukey because I'm t- I'm Team Tukey, baby. Tukey World Order, as they say. Oh shit. No, I'm not not against Hack Ride. I'm saying in general. I'm more against John is what I'm saying. That sound clip's all he's going to need to fuel his hatred for two weeks before he realizes that it's not what he thought. Why is he against Tukey? (laughs) I don't know. I I think they might be friends. Okay, I hope so. I hope that's the case. Uh, But either way, go to Hack Ride on YouTube and follow Hack Ride on YouTube. He's monetized now, right? He's monetized. So go support the boy for goodness sake. Follow him on Twitter and everywhere else. And then once you support the boys, then you can support me if you wouldn't mind. Subscribe on YouTube, I guess. Uh, you know, we're an anti-YouTube show, but it's the best way to grow the show. So if you're not subscribed on YouTube, please subscribe and tap the bell so you know when we do post videos. Um, if you want to become a member, either on YouTube or Patreon, we appreciate that as well. And uh, that's where you get bonus episodes, early releases, all kinds of stuff. Go to blindmike.net. That's the best place for all of those, uh, as well as the free links to the podcast and who are these socials and why are you laughing. So check all those out at blindmike.net. Blindmike.net, for God's sake. Go there now. And uh, verygoodshow.org for all Craig's stuff, right? That's right. New episode of uh, Rubbed Out coming out Wednesday. Wow. Very exciting. Very exciting. What's the topic? Uh, the toolbox murders. It's, uh, these guys that used to kidnap uh, underage girls and torture them with whatever fucking tools they had in this box. Oh, did you have trouble hiding your erection? <laughs> no, you know what actually did happen though is uh, Matt read the transcripts from court about. Uh, he came. No, he like started almost crying. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> so was he like, Coach HP for God's sake? It was. It was insane. It's disgusting. Um, but I didn't think. Uh, you know. I was gonna make him break like that. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, coach. What is he? A, a Nancy boy? He was, he was a Nancy boy for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, so support the show. We appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Hopefully, we'll be back live. I don't know the schedule. We'll see. But either way, we'll talk to you. And we have a mean transition. Sappers through the way. Everyone all the way. Now this is very interesting. To, now, really, ladies, if you listen in, and men. And everybody in between. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. Stop, my belly hurts. What's that, sir? Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway. God bless America.